comic. Why so serious? What? I'm here to talk to you about the Avenger mission. Logic. Dance off, bro! Me and you! Comic. What? Logic. New York. Washington, D.C. Sokovia. Okay, that's enough. Captain, people are afraid. That's why I'm here. We need to be put in check. Whatever form that takes, I'm game. I'm sorry, Tony. If I see a situation pointed south, I can't ignore it. Sometimes I wish I could. Sometimes I want to punch you in your perfect teeth. You always have to have the guy saying, and then brother fought brother. <laughs> right. <laughs> I don't know why I'm doing my Morgan Freeman impression for that. It's close. Yeah, I mean, but I mean, sure, he would be the one doc- like doing the documentary. Morgan Freeman narrating March of the Confederates. <laughs> Look at Johnny Reb going down the slopes. <laughs> Marching two by two. <laughs> The Stone- male confederate would take say, care of Stonewall <laughs> Jackson sits on the egg. <laughs> I just imagined Stonewall Jackson sitting on an egg. Or That's a penguin yeah. dressed as Stonewall Jackson. Penguins reenacting the Civil War. <laughs> We've got this. Someone- you heard it here first. <laughs> Someone's going to get a parasite. <laughs> oh, hey everyone. Welcome to Comic Book Logic. I'm your host, Joe. And with me as always is my co-host, Kevin. Morning. <laughs> Lord, I'm tired. <laughs> Ma'am. <laughs> and today, in case you can't guess, we're discussing the 2016 brand new movie, spoiler heavy podcast, Captain America, colon, Civil War. <laughs> colon, the war of northern aggression. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can say Captain America, colon, Captain America's colon, Civil War, which is what happens when he eats Taco Bell. Oh. oh. Well, so- we're two minutes in and there's our poop joke. <laughs> you think, uh... You think the super soldier serum protects against IBS? I assume he gets uh, super bowels. Yes. <laughs> super bowels. That's part of it. I super think soldier bowels. <laughs> that's the first thing to get super. He can eat K-rations like nobody's business. Exactly. That's the goal. <laughs> All right. So we're going to start off this podcast uh, like we start off every podcast with a poop joke. No. Um, <laughs> Kevin, what did you know about... Ken Burns. Ken Burns, the Civil War. No. <laughs> Kevin, what started the Civil War? No. <laughs> well. <laughs> Many causes. Um, what What did you know about the 2006 Marvel miniseries, Civil War? Oh. Um, nada. Although, uh, before this movie came out and people wrote about it, it sounded like it was pretty grim. <laughs> yes. And not very good. Um, in the late 2000s, every comic book had to be super depressing, mm. and uh, Marvel Civil War was no exception to this rule. Um, no, actually, it's a 2006-2007 Marvel Comics crossover. It was built around... Ooh, what was the crossover with? Mr. Belvedere? Shit. <laughs> Straight down the <laughs> We already did that last Civil War. Uh... <laughs> Sorry. Um, no, it was actually written by uh, Mark Millar, who we're probably going to discuss later on. He's the guy that would go on to write Kick-Ass and uh, 
Um, what's the one where they curve the bullet? I always forget that one. A wanted. Wanted. Yes. He yeah. he was the guy who wrote those movies, um, uh. or wrote the comics that those movies are based on. Um, it would it, it's a crossover because the crossover goes throughout many different books. So this isn't just Captain America. It would also go through X Men and it would go through uh, Fantastic Four, Thor, all the way through. So kind of like how the movie works, where it's like everyone just showed up in this movie. They they didn't even like ask for Ant Man to be in this movie. He just was like, "Hey guys, what's up? I'm Paul Rudd," <laughs> and they're like, "Oh, Paul Rudd, you're so charming. Come on, <laughs> come be in our Civil War. <laughs> what side do you want to be on?" <laughs> Ooh, not the South. No, 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 no. Um, basically, the the miniseries revolved around the idea of the Superhero Registration Act. Um, a couple of events had happened beforehand in the comics. Hulk rampaged through Las Vegas, killing a bunch of people. Uh, there was a thing called the Secret War, where uh, Nick Fury kind of had the secret war against the Scrolls, which had a um, this negative impact on New York City. New York City got destroyed. And uh, so the government wanted to have all the superheroes register their secret identities with the government because the government's going to keep it secret. Sure. Yeah. They're they're good at that. Hillary Clinton's going to put it on a server in her house. It's going to be okay. (laughs) Right. That joke's for the Bernie fans. Um, Pretty much it it had divided lines amongst the, the... the the heroes you know Captain America was like no I'm I'm the most pro government I'm like the most pro US I have a big A on my head and yeah. I'm not for this but Iron Man was like yeah like we should register uh, so they went so that's where it kind of started and then it kind of blew up when I thought he had a big A on his head because he was an adulterer <laughs> <laughs> I've been paying attention and that jokes for the English majors <laughs> that's for the Hawthorne fans. <laughs> And by English majors, I mean the people who read the Scarlet Letter in ninth grade. Right. Uh, it's but they would all kind of when a, a superhero team called the New Warriors caused a massive explosion, and I think it was like Scanton, Scranton, was it Scranton? Uh, it, it was like in Stanford, in Stanford, Connecticut. Oh, they caused a okay. massive explosion that killed like a bunch of kids. It, it happened in a schoolyard. It was an accidental thing. Um, and it's kind of turned up the whole thing. It kind of shook shook up the status quo in Marvel Universe. At the end of everything that happens, Captain America gets shot and killed by Sharon Carter, who uh, I guess you could say she got her revenge. Uh, <laughs> that's nice. for Kevin, the only person I know who watched Revenge. <laughs> I watched a little bit of it. <laughs> you were super excited about Revenge. Yeah, and then I kind of stopped watching it, and then I never caught back up with it. Yeah, um, oh, well. Reed Richards and Sue Storm quit the Fantastic Four. Um, actually, oh, no. S- Storm and Black Panther took their place. Ooh. Yeah. Um, and uh, Iron Man became the director of S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, a bunch of Avengers went underground and like hid. Uh, and the Thunderbolts, which is actually... I, sh- I don't know why they haven't announced them as a movie yet. They were like the superhero team that was made up of villains who were pretending to be heroes who were led by none other than... Baron Zemo. Oh. They became, like, legitimized in, in the comics. So, um, that you know, that's about it. I the, the movie itself took its, I guess, idea and its title, of course, from the book. And it, it's kind of tenuous at best, but I think that's why everyone during this movie was like, Captain America's gonna die. Captain America's gonna die. I feel like that yeah. was what everyone said really? at the beginning. Yeah. Like, oh, this is where Captain America dies. Because oh. that's what happened at the end of Civil War. Sure. Um, Bucky actually took over as Captain America afterwards. Oh, right. I did hear some grumbling about that. And I, I didn't really <laughs> grumble, take it. Grumble, grumble, grumble. <laughs> that was me <laughs> sitting next Bucky. to you in the movie. Um, I didn't really take that as he's going to die 
in this movie. I took I, because I just didn't know about that, but I took it as because I knew probably from you that Bucky takes over as Captain America. So I thought as they're retiring actors, yeah, that they were just going to be like, oh, okay, so this will be the one where he becomes a good guy, which will open the door to that later after they're done having uh, Chris Evans yeah. running around in this movie. So he can go on another train and fight Tilda Swinton. Yeah. Um, and actually, the, the comic I just want to mention has one of the greatest like pages of all times, and it's Tony Stark talking to Spider-Man, because he get, wants to get Spider-Man on the side, his side of the whole thing. And Spider and, uh, and Tony Stark's like trying to convince him, and then finally at the end he goes, we have money, and Spider-Man hugs him and says, oh, thank God. <laughs> Tony. Someone dies on your watch, you don't give up. Who said we're giving up? We are for not taking responsibility for our actions. This document just shifts the blame. Sorry, Steve, that that is dangerously arrogant. This is the United Nations we're talking about. It's not the World Security Council. It's not SHIELD. It's not Hydra. No, but it's run by people with agendas, and agendas change. That's good. That's why I'm here. When I realized what my weapons were capable of in the wrong hands, I shut it down and stopped manufacturing. Tony. You chose to do that. If we sign this, we surrender our right to choose. All right, so I'm not going to spend a ton of time on recap because there's a lot to break down in this yeah, movie. Yeah, I did. I, with some of the newer movies, it's a little harder to kind of do that because we've only just seen them maybe the once. Um, I don't think yeah. that you went and saw it again. No, God, no. I don't <laughs> okay. have. I don't have like eight hours to go see this movie again. Um, the movie starts off in a forest in Germany. <laughs> it's Austria. <laughs> no, sorry, that was for that was for Kevin. Um, no, nice. it takes place in a, in a forest in a car, and uh, the Bucky, aka the Winter Soldier, mm-hmm. causes the car to crash. He opens up the trunk and gets out um, something. Or some blue. Some stuff. blue. He gets out some blue Powerade that used to get outside the gym when you were in high school. Yeah. Yeah. Um, in the present day... Electrolytes. Yeah. Back in, So then it says in big Wes Anderson font, you know. Like, <laughs> yes. Yeah. I think they say Lagos. I think it's this is in Nigeria. Yes. They uh, mispronounce Lagos a lot. Is it Lagos? Movie. I always said Lagos. I'm fairly certain it's Lagos to just Legos. about everyone. Yeah. Maybe they were just trying to not yeah. be confused with this is not Lego... I, I thought it was. I thought it was Lagos. No, it's Lagos. I'm fairly certain. Well, I would bow to you because you actually know people from Nigeria, <laughs> so I'm not going to argue that. That is I, true. I've met these people, but I mean, I don't think I've ever discussed, you know, Lagos. The pronunciation of various <laughs> African nations. Yeah. So how do you say this, Niger? <laughs> Let's go with that. <laughs> yes, yes, that's how you pronounce it. That's what we're going to say. Um, Captain America is leading the the Avengers B team, as we la- as we call them at the end of Avengers <laughs> Two. Right. Uh, Scarlet Witch, uh, Black Widow, uh, Falcon. Falcon. They're trying to track down Crossbones, who is the, the guy yeah. that was hurt at the end of uh, Captain America, uh, the Winter Soldier. Yeah, didn't even did not remember him at all. Yeah, I just took the movie's word for it that we knew who this was. Because he like, decides, eh, even if we don't, it's just like, yeah, all right, they're chasing well, a bad guy. He okay. decided to go rogue, or, or you know, he was part of Hydra. Now he's going rogue, so of course he has to get a crazy costume to put on, yeah. and, and of course do that. And of you know, they're chasing him down. And there's a lot of parkour, and eventually their mission <laughs> fails as Scarlet Witch is trying to detonate a bomb. Away from civilians, and as she's raising it up in the air, it explodes and kills a bunch of people in a building. Yes. Um, back at Avengers HQ, aka the you know the warehouse that they're they're staying at, you know we we meet 
<laughs> we need Vision, who's wearing a snappy outfit. <laughs> Kevin's sec- second Vision, favorite part of the movie. Vision for Banana Republic. <laughs> floating around. Just um, looking snappy. I like the I like the the thing that they did that to save on the makeup budget because they didn't want him in the full costume. So they're just like wear whatever you normally wear, Paul Bettany, and we'll just build yeah. around it. He's like, okay, Jennifer Connelly, dress me up today. See, but that didn't, doesn't explain why he looked like he looked really uncomfortable a lot of the times, and I don't know. It's, well, that's because he had his face in know? it. He had his face covered in a yeah, giant. That must be it. And a giant coconut's worth of makeup. Because well, wasn't that that was a lot of CG. Too, I'm right? sure there I was remember seat, yeah. reading a lot not to get too too ahead of us, but um that entire like Spider-Man was entirely CG. Yeah. Um Vision was mostly CG. Black Panther was a lot of CG. Like just about everyone who had a mask on was mostly CG, especially during the Leipzig scene. Yeah. Where it was just like that whole thing was digital. Yeah. I believe it's pronounced Leipzig. I believe it's pronounced digital. <laughs> Um, pronounced so, Niger. So, and then uh, General Thunderbolt Ross, played by John Hurt, makes his reappearance in the Marvel William Universe. Hurt. William Hurt. William Sorry, Hurt. Sorry, did I say John Hurt? Yes, that's John okay. Hurt. It's a thing that happened. It's, Hello, Avengers. Captain America. By the way, I just read a thing about how John Hurt has died in more movies than Sean Bean. So, well, yeah, there you go. Well, he's older. He had an alien burst out of his chest. He's older. When when Sean Bean is John Hurt's age, I hope that uh, that Sean Bean breaks his record. I do too. His death record. Um, so Thunderbolt. Yeah, William Ra- William Hurt. Uh, continuing the tradition of these like great veteran actors showing up. Well, he was in a, he was in the Hulk. You know, he was in the Incredible Hulk. Yeah. yeah. So I yeah. mean, he's reprising his role. He shows up, and of course, he he's not even like like he's just shouting and like being like like. Hello, you bunch of Nancys. Here's a new thing we got from the government. You know? Yeah. He's <laughs> like Yosemite Sam. That's what he's like. Yeehaw! Oh, I hate that Scarlet Witch. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> Yosemite Thunderbolt. Uh, Yosemite Ross. Yeah, he come, He says that, okay, what happened in uh, in uh, Lagos, we can't have this happen again. Yeah. The UN government- You guys gotta stop killing people. <laughs> you gotta stop this. If, if you could stop killing people for five minutes. They come up with this thing called the Sokovia Accords. It's Sokovia Accords! <laughs> right. In Sokovia, we have Sokovia Accordions. <laughs> um... Uh, that was a joke I wrote earlier, and I don't know, it just landed flat. It's all right. It's Sokovia Sokovia Accordions. Um... <laughs> And it's basically putting the Avengers under UN jurisdiction. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Tony Stark had just had this moment where he's uh, showing how he's, he's dealing with. He built this CG, uh, this 3D thing to deal with the death of his parents. Um, and right. he meets up with Alfred Wooder, who shows him a picture of her. Crazy scene, by the way, where we get like 19 year old. Oh, yeah. Like Robert Downey Jr. in the movie. Just like, I have a feeling that's one of those things like. I was super impressed with it, but I have a feeling that's going to be one of those things that in like even five years is going to look, look terrible back and just be like, oh, like why didn't they wait like till they could do that a little better? The you best, know? the best thing about that is is that technology gets better. They're just going to remake the movie shot for shot with the same actors. They're not even going to worry about like recasting them or rewriting them. They're just going to we're going to see less than zero redone with the exact same actors in it. <laughs> That, nice. that book is terrible. Movie's yeah. okay. Um, so, yeah, he gets to see, he meets up with Alfred Woodard, who's like, this is my son. He died in, in Sokovia. He was mm-hmm. on, you know, he was on a, you know, he wanted to help people in Europe. And I'm like, that must be nice and 
right after college to go out and go help people in Sokovia. Yeah. Uh, you know what I, I did after I got out of college? Got a job. Drank. <laughs> I drank and got a job. <laughs> That's what I did. <laughs> go help people. I wish I could go help people in Europe. I wish I had parents that had money that I could do that. Millennials. Exactly. Entitled millennials. <laughs> and Tony Stark's like, and I'm going to give you money, and I'm going to give you money. We learned that he broke up with Gwyneth Paltrow. Yeah. Yeah. So we didn't have to have her in this movie, thank God. Or they just couldn't afford her. I mean, I know they could afford so they her. Could she afford must have her. just not wanted she, to do it. Or she had to. She's busy trying to sell people like fifteen thousand dollars sexual aids. <laughs> I was going to say the makeup products, but yeah, in that in that ballpark. That was just on my Facebook feed, so that's the only reason why I'm up. Her on her website. Goop. That's interesting. I get. Uh, I actually have uh, a Google alert for Gwyneth Paltrow <laughs> sexual, sexual aid, AIDS. and uh, for some reason I didn't see that one. I'm going to have to check and make sure that's still active yeah so the so tony stark is like you know what uh ross is right we need to have limits we've we've really kind of screwed up there and then uh tanto's next to him goes what's this we there kimo sabi you're the ones who created you're the one who created all this nonsense yeah um it you know captain america says you know like um what if they you know, what if they tell us not to go a place and we know we need to go to a right. place? And he makes a good point because it's well, not like... Well, they both make really good points. Well, that's points. true. And yeah. we can get to that later because I think that's a that's obviously part yeah. of, a big part of the movie. But, you know, it, it's it's funny because it would be it would be bad enough if it was just like the United States is going to run the Avengers. Yeah. And like that would move slow enough and be pretty impractical i'd like to place a rider onto the avengers bill where i can get a bridge built out to this island where no one lives <laughs> okay john sununu I, i'd like to i'd like to probably attach this rider for twenty thousand dollars to support the pornographic uh arts was that john sununu that was a different alaskan yeah that senator, was yeah I, think. I don't think it was sununu but he was yeah the weird and wasteful too uh he was the one who took his private plane everywhere which i don't really blame him for because he lived in alaska these are jokes that you would have heard on murphy brown thank you <laughs> we're making a lot of sense for our 1994 <laughs> listeners um that would be bad enough but what do they say in this movie there's something like like seventy something nations yeah. or something, or maybe even Sign- more than. I think that. they said one hundred and nine nations, and I right. think that there's a hundred and sixty seven nations currently on this planet. Yeah. So, so it's like, how are they going to ever? I mean, it's going to be like, well, where are they going to go? Okay, well, what are they going to do? You know, it's never going to get done. No, I mean, this never. whole thing is silly nonsense. Yeah. But to uh, yeah. Iron Man's point, and you know, yeah. maybe they should have a lead. Maybe they should have There's some oversight. There's got to be something. This yeah. might be a step in that direction. Shield no longer exists. They can't go under Shield, and so that's basically where it's I at. I understand why they just make a Shield again. It seems. Did you see what silly. happened last time? Well, yeah, but. There's no Hydra anymore either. So oh, there's just, always Hydra. Well, that's that's, true. Gary Shandling died. So oh, uh, <laughs> so you um so the, basically the team divides along the lines. Uh, Captain America is a no. Scarlet Witch is per, is kind of like eh, eh, Vision's yes. Black Widow's yes. Iron Man is yes. Falcon is no. Iron Iron War Machine is yes. You know they kind of break it down yeah. like that. Mm-hmm. It's mostly the people from yeah. the movies that you kind of intro- were they were introduced in. Yeah, you know, it, yeah, it, kind it of. works. The Iron Man and the and the the Captain America franchises. Yeah, it's a franchise basically. wars. Well, everyone <laughs> knows. Ta- everyone knows that Taco Bell won the franchise wars in 1998. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's a great reference, right there. Yeah. Um. So 
Scarlet Witch is enough. Uh, Scarlet Witch, uh, Black Widow is like you know what we're you know we're, we're going to sign this. You you know you don't have to sign it, but if yeah. you don't sign it, you're. Thank God, by the way, that Black Widow signed. Yeah, you know because she's got to be kept. Yeah, under strict guidance. Well, we'll t- we, we can to t- make sure she doesn't use her powers <laughs> against the United Nations wishes. Yeah. So we'll get to that too. Yes, trust me. <laughs> trust me, we will get to that. Um so she goes to the United Nations or wherever and uh um James Earl Jones from Coming to America <laughs> is deciding that he's going to yes. give a speech uh to uh, Chaka, the president or, or king, or I think it's king he's of the king the of Wakanda, Illinois. Wak- <laughs> Camp Wakanda. Camp Wakanda goes up and he's <laughs> we're, giving the speech. Dan Aykroyd from Ghostbusters used to go. And we meet his uh we meet his son uh T'Challa. Mm-hmm. Uh by played by Chad Bo- Chad Bozeman mm-hmm. who, you know, he notices oh there's something going on funny out there. Oh no, it's a bomb and he goes and he tackles his dad, but oh it's too late. His dad has died because this is a Disney movie and a parent has to die in every Disney movie known to yeah. mankind. Yeah. Um they should have gotten James Earl Jones. He could have died I d- again. I think I said that to you in the theater. Like, why did they not get James Earl Jones for this part? Yeah. You know, uh, th- that's why I'm kind of sad that we're not doing the recasting as the 90s, because they have Eddie Murphy play Black Panther. Well, someday, T'Challa, all of this will be yours. Everything the light touches. What about that dark place? That's oh, Sarkovia. That's Sarkovia. We, we don't, don't go, go there. there. <laughs> um, so later on that night, it turns out that... Uh, they think it's Bucky. They see they they get one video frame where he looks yeah. into the camera. Well, they're like, "That's that guy," and we're watching this on IMAX. Yeah, the the screen is you know bigger <laughs> than my house, and I'm looking at it, and I'm just like, for all I know, like you could tell me that that is it James lo- Earl Jones. It looked and I like would just Adam, be like, sure. It looked like Adam Scott from the <laughs> off from the Parks and Recreation. Right. I was like, that's Adam Scott. That could have been anybody. And they're just like, oh, oh my god, oh, it's a Winter Soldier. Oh, it's Winter. Really? They couldn't get something a little less ridiculously grainy? And how does it... Like, I must have missed this in somewhere, because I haven't rewatched Winter Soldier in a while, or uh, um, Avengers 2. How does everyone know that James Bucky Barnes is the Winter Soldier? Was that I, released when... I when... just assume everyone saw the movie. It made a lot of money. <laughs> it did make they a lot of money. Did, yeah. So... Yeah, okay, so we got that. So it turns out that he... So Cap's got a... Cap's like, well, no, it, it wasn't... Let me bring him in. Because yeah. you guys are going to kill him. Let me go bring him in. Sure. So Cap track, you know, Wes Anderson letters, Bucharest. Um, Cap track, uh, Cap meets up with his old uh, g- girl who lived across the hall, Emily Van Camp, mm-hmm. who we find out is uh, Sharon Carter's niece. Yeah. And, uh, or I'm sorry, Peggy Carter's niece, Sharon. Right, 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 right. Yes. Yeah. And she gets she passes him on information that he's in you know Romania. Mm-hmm. Cap goes down there. They kind of have like a little thing going on there because yeah. you have to force love interest in the movie. Yes, <laughs> yes. Uh, tracks him down there, and he- there is a romance in this movie, and it is not theirs. No, no. There's another one, and we can talk about it. Are, are we talking about Cap and Bucky? Yes, yes. That is the romance that anchors this movie. It's true. Yeah. Uh, so they track him down. That's the only reason they had him kiss a girl is just to make sure <laughs> that it was not, yeah, ever uh, questionable. Yeah. So Cap chase, uh, chases him down. Big action sequence. They manage to cap uh, manage to capture him. Meanwhile, uh, as they're trying to capture him, a Black Panther shows up. This is this guy dressed as a big cat. 
He's trying to catch Bucky, and it turns out it's T'Challa trying to get revenge for the death of his father. I'm gonna go kill him. They track him down. I did. By the way, I didn't do Black Panther at the beginning because he's gonna get his own movie. So I figure we'll just cover that when when he gets his own movie. Mm -hmm. Uh, They they track him down and they capture him. Meanwhile, this dude is tracking down this old Russian guy that lives in Big Wes Anderson letters Cincinnati, (laughs) Cleveland. 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 Sorry. Columbus, Cleveland, Rock, Toledo, Cleveland, Rock. <laughs> what Ak- other? What other Ohio? Uh, Akron, Akron. Good old Akron. <laughs> that would be great if it was like the big letters and it just said Akron. <laughs> I mean, he tracks. He goes. He goes to this house that looks like you know where I grew up on the south side of Chicago, <laughs> and it turns out it's this old uh, Soviet guy who has this code book that involves a Winter Soldier. Yeah. Uh, this guy shows up. It's it's the guy. Oh, what's his name? Uh, he he was in uh, Inglorious Bastards, and I can't remember his name now. The 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 interrogator guy. Yeah, I don't. Know. The guy who plays Zemo, essentially. I don't know. Yeah, you were very you were very adamant about placing him. I and could I didn't not recognize be, him. like his face. I was like, I know this guy. I know, I know that movie. But... I know this guy. I'm like, I know he's in a Nazi uniform somewhere, and I'm like, <laughs> oh, Inglorious Bastards. That's where he's at. Okay, okay. So they track him down. Uh, you know, he, he wants to interview Bucky, who's kept in, like, this Hannibal Lecter-style thing, about what happened in 1991. He gives a specific date, and he's like, Bucky's like, oh, yeah. what's the story <laughs> Morning Glory's released? <laughs> don't ask me about that, man. <laughs> don't ask me about the you 90s. You want to know. <laughs> what happened on this date in the 90s? And he's like, I saw Nirvana. <laughs> it, was, it was all right. It was a good show. Kirk was a little out of it. Um <laughs> And he says these code words. The screaming trees open. <laughs> screaming trees. <laughs> I'm glad you were able to put like a good thing Thanks. on it. Yeah. Uh, he's like, so what? You know. Um, so he gives the code words, which is like banana, tutu, <laughs> Oklahoma. Right. You know, he's like no, no, don't say the don't words. Don't say man. the words. And he, he manages to say the words. Bucky breaks out. Tuna salad. <laughs> a, la, a la Manchurian Candidate goes out. <laughs> Starts this whole action sequence. Lily Tomlin. <laughs> Sorry. He's going to keep going. Cap and Falcon are able to escape. Um, yeah, so he's back to being evil again. Yeah, and he's just like, Ugh. And then Cap smacks him out of it. Um, and this leads to Cap and all of them going on the run to try and figure out what's going on. Iron Man's like, no, let me bring in Cap. I could bring in Cap. Give me 48 hours. And General Thunderbolt Ross is like, you got 36. And yeah. I'm like, well, that's kind of an arbitrary number, but okay. <laughs> You know, all right. Forty-eight's a nice round number. It's two days. Yeah, yeah. It's like I gotta sleep sometime in this thirty-six hours. You know, um. So they divide off into teams. Uh, Cap is able, to, and Cap gets uh, Hawkeye out of retirement. He's bringing him back out of retirement. Oh, thank God he was spared in that previous movie, so he could have a, <sighs> such a, yeah. a big role in this one. Yeah. Uh, he gets Scarlet Witch, um, and Ant Man shows up. Well, he doesn't get Scarlet Witch, right? Uh, yeah, you know, you know, Cap gets Scarlet Witch. Scarlet Witch is on Cap. Oh, Cap side. does. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Iron Man goes and gets. Uh, Hawkeye's got to break her out because <laughs> Iron Man has Scarlet Witch no, under yeah. house arrest, yes. basically. Yeah. Uh, with Vision to just be like, until this is a done deal, please don't go out and explode anyone. <laughs> Which is like, why? Why would I explode anyone? <laughs> <laughs> Okay, that was the last one. All right, that was it. That was definitely it. <laughs> that one wasn't me. Uh, I don't know what that was. <laughs> so yeah, and it's like it's a completely legitimate thing to say. Like, look, 
don't kill anyone. <laughs> yeah, we, please don't kill anyone for like a, a little while. Uh, but it also is, you know, it speaks to sort of the, the little subplot that they have, yeah. that she has with Vision, where it's kind of like, you know, you have this power and people are afraid of you and that's not going to change. And, and um, she's like, you're not afraid of me. And he's like, I'm a robot. Yeah, I don't understand how love is. <laughs> what is love? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, just typical, you know, yeah. robot. It's silliness. data from Star Trek: Next Generation. Is yeah, yeah, what it is. Um, so Iron Man, you know, recruits Spider Man. Yeah, Spider Boy. Spider Boy, the best little repartee <laughs> yeah. uh, that they. It's not really repartee, just a yeah. rapport yeah. that they have. And Iron Man, uh, Tony Stark goes and meets to- uh, Peter Parker's really, really. Hot Aunt May. Sure. Yeah. Um, also starred together in the movie Chaplin. Yeah, uh, yeah that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think Marissa they, Tomei. I think the, they were uh, in a, anything but... I think they were in another movie, another romantic comedy. Hmm. Uh, not in the 90s as well, but Chaplin is the one I always remember them from. Uh, you know, he convinces him, Spider-Man's yeah. like, hey, George Costanza's to, girlfriend, Marissa What's it Tomei? to you? You know, I'm from Brooklyn. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a little guy. <laughs> I like to swing on uh, ropes. You know, it could be anybody. And he's like, I, hey, I heard you're Spider-Man. I heard him a lot of things. <laughs> it's like he's, he's a tiny Joe Pesci is what he is in this movie. <laughs> what's it to you, rich guy? <laughs> you Johnny in, Moneybags. You come in here with your, with your goatee and your <laughs> slicked back hair and all your monies. I'll tell you what's real. Brooklyn's real. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you get Spider-Man on his side and, you know. What are you, a Mets fan? <laughs> what? Bet you like the, bet you like the Red Sox. <laughs> Ain't that right, Harvard boy? <laughs> okay. So enough with that. They, yeah. uh, so they have a big fight in Leipzig, Germany. Yes, uh, in the airport, and I love the, the little line of just like, they're evacuating the airport. <laughs> it's just like, we couldn't, we're going to digitally render this entire place, and we don't have enough time to make all the people running yeah. around, so. It's the big centerpiece of the movie. You know, you have this big, the big fight scene. And it, it is it's, it, cool. Yeah, it, it sells it's the movie. It's cool. Yeah. Um, and, you know, the nice thing is, too, is like, there's like a couple scenes where they kind of go at each other. They're like... We're not actually trying to kill each other here, right? And they're like, yeah. <laughs> right. There's yeah. a lot of that of just we need to, yeah. There's they're still going to be yeah. buddies. There's none of that where it becomes, like, excessively personal. Yeah. Like, they're really just trying to, like, well, wear each Iron other Man, down, get the upper yeah. hand. Iron Man's trying to stop and Captain America. this. Yeah. Captain America is trying to get to Soviet the Soviet Russia because they want to stop. The uh, Zemo. Baron Zemo from reactivating the secrets. These uh, the, five super soldiers. The Winter Soldier program. Yeah, yeah, we see the flashback where they all go yeah. bananas. Cuckoo banana pants. <laughs> they killing everybody. Killing everybody. And it's like, and we know that, you know, that's not going to play a big part in it because they're all no-name actors. Uh, <laughs> so you have this gorgeous fight scene and everything like that. War Machine ends up, get, you know, getting hit by Vision and, yeah. you know, his, he, he's never going to be able to walk again. It's only if, if only he has a giant robot suit that will help him walk. <laughs> right. Well, and, it, and, it, and, it's, and it's done very well. I thought the scene was the best thing that I liked about the scene besides the fact that there's a lot of quippy dialogue and a lot of fun little moments where you see characters fighting who maybe have never even had screen time together let alone fought each other but it's really good about kind of 
checking in at the right time oh, with yeah. everybody. Like you never get this you never like forget anyone is there. It's not like they ever just like yeah, and everyone's suddenly got- cut to like Scarlet Witch, and she's like going meow <laughs> with her hands, and you're just like, oh yeah, is she's she played there. by Julie Newmar in this movie <laughs> or Eartha Kitt. <laughs> um, the uh, and, and and there's like a there's yeah, and everyone's everyone's pretty um, has their own little parts to play, mm-hmm. and of course, Ant Man steals a show where he embiggens himself, <laughs> becoming giant Ant Man, and it's so great too because he's like, anyone got anything that can help us? He's like, I got one thing. It only worked for a few minutes. <laughs> and he gets really only big. did it once, as long as I don't rip myself in half. <laughs> yeah. And he gets really big, and what's great is he's all big and he's moving all slow. Right, because that's a thing. I guess that's a thing that would happen. I don't know. I never really understand well, that, but it seems like a perspective thing. Well, I would say, yeah, a perspective thing, and also think of like how you are after you've had like one too many beers, and you're just oh, like, sure. all right. I have to make make sure each step places exactly right, <laughs> right, or else I'm gonna rip myself in half. <laughs> I have to be very quiet. It's like, and you just like very slowly move, and just like a dresser falls over, and you're like, ah, <laughs> Kristen, I'm giant right now. I'm giant. She's like, no, you just had one too many IPAs, Kevin. Because <laughs> I made myself big. <laughs> I made myself too big. I made myself too big. <laughs> Um, I ant-manned myself, <laughs> but um, when it comes down to it, at the very end, Scarlet Witch, uh, no, um, Black Widow, kind of lets Cap and Bucky get away. Yeah, she's she's the one who's kind of on the fence anyway in this whole thing because she kind of wants to give him the benefit of the doubt, but yeah. she also sees like ah, uh, like everybody really hates Bucky, <laughs> and because he's such a dick, you know, <laughs> completely one hundred percent justified. Yes. Um, so Cap and, and Bucky are able to escape in a jet, um, followed close at hand with by like by Black Panther flying his own super jet that we didn't even, we little, don't even yeah the 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 the, the, the cat Panther plane mo- the pa- Panther mobile the, the cat plane yeah the cat plane it's really great because it's like right like behind them and it's like Cap never just like looks behind him he's like oh <laughs> <laughs> geez it's the plane <laughs> there's there's a Black Panther driving the plane. Why is it going to be black? Oh, no, he, that's what he calls himself Black <laughs> Panther. Buggy, we got any bogeys? He's just like, no. And he's just not looking. <laughs> he's just so, <laughs> And it's right behind him, just <laughs> over his shoulder. Um, he's looking at his phone. As, nah. As they're getting to the Soviet Union, or former Soviet Union, I forget that the Soviet Union no longer exists in the Marvel Universe, um, they find out that... The, it no longer exists in this universe either. <laughs> well, I know. Uh, <laughs> it's to you. <laughs> Uh, Moss crush capitalism. Um, <laughs> I was gonna make another Bernie joke. Um, <laughs> the uh, 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 Iron Man and the whole world finds out that that Baron Zemo's behind all of this. Bucky really didn't have nothing to do with the bombing. Does the whole world find out? Yeah, because or... they announce it on the on the on the TV. Oh yes, they figure out right because they find the guy who was supposed to do, do the interrogation. The, uh, interrogation. Yeah. And it was just some guy, and they found prosthetics that made him look like James Bucky Barnes. <laughs> right. They well, they found a homemade Bucky Barnes mask. This is one thing that I really want to get away from. That I hope movies get away from in the future. It's like one of those tropes. It's that. The character's looking at a TV at the exact right time that the news report is reporting, like, the exact plot point that needs to get put on. Like, I turn on the TV, you know what's on 90% of the time? Commercials. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's true. Yeah. Or it's yeah. like, it's never, we interrupt this, this Outback bro- Steakhouse commercial <laughs> yeah. to bring you a special report relevant to your adventure. <laughs> exactly. And there's and it's never, like, like, like... 
<laughs> Guess what German investigators found in the bathroom? Find out tonight at 10. You know? <laughs> That's true. It's always at the exact moment that I need to see it. Um, so Iron Man's like, <laughs> it should have just been like, hey, hey, Tony Stark, did you see Twitter? <laughs> yeah. Did you see, uh, did you see Winter Soldier is uh, trending again? Yeah. yeah. And Tony's like, oh, I messed up. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, that's oh, not good. Oh, I messed up again. <laughs> I, I screwed this one up again. <laughs> And they get finally. Cap gets to uh, Russia. They've got to find the secret, uh, the Winter Soldier base. Yeah, and, and he says, "I'm your, I'm on your side now. I'm going to bring you in." Yeah. So they get in there and they find but out. Then all the soldiers are killed, and Zemo's there with like the one VHS player that's still. Well, it's Russia, so I'm sure they still have VHS. <laughs> yeah. They, and he puts in the tape, and it's like it starts off. It's an episode of Mister Belvedere, and then it cuts out to a, <laughs> to like some camera feed, and it turns. And Cap's like, "Oh, don't do this, man! Don't do this!" And, and it turns out that Bucky is the one who killed mm-hmm. uh, Tony's parents as they were driving in the car. Yeah, and uh, really because great. They were carrying the super soldier thing. That, yeah, that's what the blue was. The blue was was secret. So- yeah, super soldier serum yeah. or winter soldier serum. And uh, he did it while he was evil, but of course that's still pretty unforgivable. And he's yeah. like, you know what? I'm gonna go back to punching you guys. And a Cap's lot. like, Tony, you know, Tony, don't do this. And he's like son of a bitch killed my mom in one of the best scenes of the movie where it's like you actually see like real emotion from these characters and you're like oh poor tony stark yeah what else can he do he's gotta avenge his mom because he's He's an an avenger yeah and then the big fight scene uh black panther shows up you know helps out and he's he's about to zemo's like you know what i did my job you know because he overhears he does he's not privy to the new information yeah (laughs) zemo zemo finds out he's like you know he overhears again zemo is like you know what they killed my you know they killed my family in sokovia yeah you know he lost everyone and so he's like i can't kill the avengers because who am i but i can make them kill each other yeah with mind games Mind games. I don't know what the exact song "Mind Games" goes, but um, the yeah, he goes to shoot himself, and Black Panther stops him, and he's like, "Now I'm gonna bring you in." You know, yeah. it's like revenge took your heart, and now I will not let it take mine. In some African proverb wisdom that is kind of slightly on the on the, it's yeah. a little on the nose, I yeah. guess. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, you know, and then you know, of course, Cap and and Bucky beat Iron Man. And, you know, uh, he's like, Cap's, he's like, you don't deserve that shield. And Cap's like, take it. And he, he's like, we're done. Yeah. He's uh, going to be, he's done doing the thing. Yeah. And uh, he's fine. I'll make my own shield. Make my own shield. Make it out of plastic <laughs> stuff. Better than this piece of crap. <laughs> my brain's not even a real thing. <laughs> a real thing. Why don't you just call it, you know, unobtainium. Um... <laughs> So yeah, and so th- that's the end of the movie. It turns out that oh, by the way, after the the airport thing, they take Scott Lang and and Hawkeye and uh, Falcon. They oh, put yeah, him in, they put him in, in jail on the raft. Yeah, they're in like secret superhero jail for so, yeah. not signing the thing and no, for working with Cap. Yeah, so, mostly that I yeah. guess working <laughs> with uh, the Winter Soldier. So they so Cap breaks him out and uh, he sends the, a secret yeah. letter to. Tony uh, to Tony and says like and he with, sends a, with, him a, like a, with a crappy little phone and he <laughs> says like, just like with a with a flip phone he obviously bought in Bucharest <laughs> yeah a he's like burner, you buy you buy a little burner phone and he's probably got his number programmed in there and he says if you need us <laughs> what some if, if some kind of Infinity War pops up 
<laughs> you call me, okay? You call me. It's like my number, 1-800-AMERICA. <laughs> That's how you get a hold of me. And then you get the mid credit sequence where, you know, Bucky's being put, put back in cryostasis in Wakanda. Yeah, he says, until you can figure out how to make me not turn evil every five minutes. Yeah. Uh, let's just freeze me. <laughs> Until you figure out how to not make me a douche, freeze me up. Yeah. Um, yeah, and it's Wakanda, it's just north on 90, it's right down the block from here. It would be great if we actually went to Wakanda and there's a giant panther statue out there. <laughs> um, and at the end credit sequence, we see Spider-Man has received a little spider signal watch from Tony Stark. Yay. The end. How about our other recruit? He's raring to go. Had to put a little coffee in him, but he should be good. What time zone is this? Come on. Come on. Captain America. Mr. Lang. <laughs> it's an honor. I'm shaking your hand too long. Wow, this is awesome. Captain America, I know you too. You're great. That was record time on that recap. <laughs> no, actually it was. We finished that in a half hour. Nice. I didn't want to spend too much time on it. Yeah. Um, we talked about three times as long. Uh, okay, so <laughs> the the '90s Captain America. Yeah, it's true. Well, that one was great. <clears throat> um, not that this wasn't great as well, but that was better. Uh, so the uh, this the the big production notes on this is that originally this was, of course, Chris Evans was scheduled uh, was contracted for three Captain America films and three Avengers films. Uh, there was not originally going to be Captain America: Civil War. This was going to be Iron. This going to be Captain America three. Uh, Tony Stark's and uh, no, Tony Stark, Robert Downey Jr. signed on for this movie, and they kind of once they got the negotiation down, they're like, okay, this is going to be Civil War. This is going to be Cap versus Iron Man, and from there, the script actually took shape. Uh, the original draft of Captain America three really didn't cover a lot of the stuff that was covered in here, but once you know they were able to start getting all these people signed on, they're like, it started taking shape. Um, two big things that uh, production note wise with this movie. One was a you know uh, this movie was originally going to go head to head with Bats v Supes. That was the big news originally. Yes, same weekend, this was going to be the weekend of Batman versus Superman and Captain America: Civil War. That would have been so rough on our recording schedule. And thank goodness they did not go that route for our benefit. And five and a half hours worth of movies we'd have to watch. And ugh. Ugh. Um, and so they DC blinked, of course. Warner Brothers blinked, and they. Uh, Captain America got to keep the slot. So that's that's how we get that. The other big news was that it was in, actually, the Sony leaks. Um, if you guys don't remember, in 2014, uh, Sony, a bunch of data got leaked from Sony. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of emails. emails and things like that. Yeah, and part of that was that it turns out that Disney was in negotiations with Sony to get the rights for to use Spider-Man in this movie. It turns out the Russo brothers really wanted to get Spider-Man for the movie and they they were in Marvel was like, "Well, screw it." I know Disney was like, "Screw it, let's just see if we can do it." Eventually that led to the downfall of in with the internal memos, I think Sony kind of lost their position on it, which is what led to this is that Sony was saying like Spider-Man 2, Amazing Spider-Man 2 didn't do as well as we hoped it would do. It did actually fairly well, but it didn't do as well as we hoped it would do. Right. We wanted to build a franchise based on that. That's not going to happen. So they were able to negotiate with Disney so that now Disney Marvel gets to use and Spider-Man's in the Marvel universe now. He's under Kevin Feige. The but however Sony gets to distribute the movies, not Disney. So that's how the, they kind of hacked it all out. This movie 
as of May 2016, uh, Civil War grossed $215 million in North America and $550 million worldwide, which makes a total gross of $765.8 million after one week of release. Boy. Now, let's put this in perspective. This has surpassed the entire theatrical gross of Captain America the Winter Soldier, <laughs> which was $714 million. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes shows that it's at 90% approval rating with an average rating of a 7.6 out of 10. That's actually kind of low for 90, 90%. Well, you know what? We don't necessarily have to get into this right this second, but I was actually reading a really interesting article about how Rotten Tomatoes aggregates their scores and how messed up <clears throat> it is. It's how you end up with a um, the 20% or 24 28% that Batman vs. Superman got where... If you look at the average rating there, it's like six point something. Yeah. Which is not the Metacritic score, I think, is a little bit closer to that on Batman v Superman. I want to say that one's in the neighborhood of like 50 something or maybe even 60. Um, a little bit closer. Because what Rotten Tomatoes does is a review is either good or bad. Yeah. So if you trash a movie and you say this movie is absolute garbage, it gets a, it's bad. Yeah. If you say this movie is, Okay, but it, it does have some problems. Fundamentally, there are there are some issues with the movie. It's bad. Yeah. <laughs> so the only people who were, the, the 28% that was good were just, I don't know, people who were just like, I really liked Batman v Superman, you know, whoever they were. But most <laughs> people had at least some negative things to say about it. So you end up with a score, that big score up top, that's a 28% because most people had something negative to say about it. Yeah, me Metacritic those are iffy numbers at best. Yeah, Metacritic actually gave it a 75 out of 100. So that's pretty good. Yeah, I mean, not, is not that great. Civil War? Yeah, Civil War. Gave it 75 out of 100. Yeah, that's certainly closer to, what did you say, the 7.6 average on yeah. Rotten Tomatoes? That's yeah. right there. Yeah, so. exactly. And uh, Cinema Score gave it an A on a scale of A plus to F. I don't know. That's just one. I think, right. and also, um, Entertainment Weekly gave it an A, yeah. a, a, a minus. So okay, uh, <laughs> that's A V Club gave it an A, and no, uh, they didn't. I think A V Club actually gave it a B plus. Oh, B plus. Mm -hmm. And Pitchfork gave it a <laughs> C minus. <laughs> yes, Pitchfork gave movies a C. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so now they do. They they gave it like a like a six point two. <laughs> give it a six point two because that's how they do their scores. Said it needed more banjo in it. Um, <laughs> so let's talk about this movie. Um, there's a lot to unpack with it. Yeah. I think. Um, I I kind of want to talk a little bit about how I kind of like one thing that really stuck with me is that I agreed with both sides with Iron Man and Captain America on it. Yes. And I, and I think that's something good that the movie did. I expected going into this that, you know, Captain, like I knew the gist of what they were going to be arguing about before I saw the movie. And when you go into a movie called Captain, Captain America, America, you expect the movie to kind of come down on the side of Captain America. And it really doesn't even at the end. You never really because because this whole Sarkovia Accords thing never really gets resolved. No, it doesn't go away. That thing still exists. At no point, like what the movie could have done and what I expected it to do was like, you know, the 
the Sokovia Accords is a smokescreen, and we actually, yeah. Yeah. you know... It's uh, Gary Shandling! You know, ah! Ross works for Hydra, and he's going to try to steal your powers if you sign it. Like, you know, that's what I kind of expected, and I thought it'd be dumb. Um, but this was smart. I mean, they just ended up walking away. They had these differences, and nothing really ever got resolved because they both made really well, valid points, even though at the end of the day, this whole thing is wildly impractical. <laughs> wildly impractical. And I think that's one of the one of the great things about this movie, and it's it's this is why I love the Marvel movies so much, is because they've turned all of the watchers, they turned you into a comic book reader just by watching these movies. Mm-hmm. Because we were able to watch this entire movie and we only got really one backstory throughout the entire movie, and that's Black Panther. And all we got was that he became Black Panther because his dad died. Yes, I mean, yeah. and it's not even like he was probably Black Panther before, right? Exactly. Yeah. As far as we know, he was always running around doing this, and it's just like, oh, cool. Now I'm going to do this here yeah. for the very specific. everyone in Wakanda is like, uh, there goes T'Challa again running around as Black Panther. <laughs> when does dad? Why doesn't anyone stop him? When his dad's the king, how are we going to stop? Yeah, if he wants to run around in, in like the cat suit, why not let him? <laughs> Um, yeah, so, I mean, and that's what's great, is, like, we got zero backstory on this. We had all of the prior knowledge that we needed for every yeah. character built in, including Spider-Man, like, because everyone knows what happens with Spider-Man. Right. Thank yeah. goodness we did not have to have a 15-minute, even, even a 15-minute sequence where, where he gets Uncle bitten ben, by the spider. Uncle Ben gets shot, and uh, with great power comes great responsibility. S- yeah, and, yeah, and so, so inevitably, you have to, I mean, there's so many reasons to kind of compare this to Batman v Superman. I mean, you can't really oh. talk about one without the other. Yeah. But so one of the the reasons to, to kind of bring that up anyway is because this movie benefits from the fact that, like, we've seen these characters like half a dozen times. We've seen every one of their origin stories except Hawkeye, which right. is I shoot bows. Yeah, it's what it, it is what it is. And so you go into it and you just on the one hand, that's problematic. That's sort of risky for the movie. It's because very it's very like, risky if you aren't on board with all of these characters if you don't like these characters there's nothing for you in this movie you have to already be familiar with them you have to know where they're coming from and you have to have kind of like you had to have at least watch avengers 2 that i feel sorry for you if you did (laughs) but you have to know that because like they talk about the sokovia courts which is there that's where vision scarlet witch they all get their thing from so it's risky in that sense but it's also i mean it's not that big of a risk because everybody's seen those movies. And by this point, no one's first Marvel movie has been Civil War. I, I mean, I hope yeah. not. I really and, hope and, it wasn't like, Man, I'm going to go see what these Marvel movies are all about. But that's what's great about it is, is that they were able to take a plot and make it more complex and more layered because we know these characters already. We didn't have to worry about... Like, what's their motivation? There we was already no, have exactly. motivation on the- No hand-holding for the audience. No, and it's it's so refreshing. And it actually is weird because I left the movie, like, not conflict. Like, I, I liked the movie, but I left the movie going like, wow, this movie actually made me think. Like, I mean, not deeply, but it made me like- A little bit, more than they usually do. Exactly. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, Batman v Superman tried to do that. Where it tried to let you, you didn't have to see Bat, uh, Superman's origin because um, we, we saw the, yeah. it in Man of Steel. Batman, you, we sort of saw it for a second in the be- I think in the beginning of the movie. Yeah, and 
uh, we know it, but at the same time, it was a new Batman, and so for him to be so central to the story, and that Wonder Woman shows up, and we don't have her origin yet, and we see Aquaman floating around for a second, like, that's where it failed. That's what this movie could have become, where it was just like... No one's invested in any of these characters. It's a new Batman we've never seen before. We don't know what he's all about. We don't understand the rules of this universe yet. It it, it asks a lot of us, where yeah. Civil War asked a lot of you, too, but it also gave you, this is the 13th movie. Yeah. You know, and even, you know, you take away movies like Guardians and... Um. Well, that's probably it. All well, the rest need, of them. We didn't need Hulk and Thor because they mentioned in passing, and it's like, that's true. Uh, Where's well, Hulk and Thor? <laughs> Doing stuff. Making terror- cuts to them in a convertible. <laughs> They're driving all up my wheel. We're gonna haul ass to Lollapalooza. <laughs> it's no. It's them. It's them in a convertible driving down the like dressed as uh, Doctor Hunter S. Thompson and like <laughs> and, the Samoan. And Sancho, yeah. 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 We were somewhere near our Asgard at the <laughs> desert when the drugs began to take hold. Hulk sitting there is like the hammer is just in the back. Yeah. You know, Hulk's like can't stop Bat Country. <laughs> you see what God did? That wasn't God. That was you. You're goddamn narc. <laughs> um. God, I want to see Fear and Loathing Ooh. in Asgard now. Thor 3, Fear and Loathing in Asgard. <laughs> Loki's like, hot damn, a convertible! <laughs> um, well, Taika Waititi is directing Ragnarok, and yeah. that could actually be a plausible uh, direction. I can't wait to see who Jermaine Clement plays. Um, yeah. So, yeah, you have this... Yeah, you it benefits from that, and I think it's able to treat the story more maturely... For action a, a movie. This movie is a very action-y spy kind of, very yeah. much in the vein of Winter Soldier. Mm-hmm. It has the obligatory Marvel car chase, Captain America car chase scene in it, which I swear to Christ, if I have to see another car chase through an underpass, I'm going to scream. Or I mean, that through a tunnel, I'm going to scream at someone. You know, it has these great action sequences, and on top of it, it's it's complex. It there are There is some thinking to it. Like, you don't there are no good guys and there are no bad guys in this movie. Well, Baron Zemo's a bad guy. but Well, yeah, and that's something that um, the movie, you know, it's kind of problematic, I, sh- I would say, that the Marvel movies have don't have a lot of really good villains. I kind of liked him as a villain, though. I, Yeah, I mean... I mean, he wasn't very megalomaniac-y, but, I mean, he, like, he was very... He's, that, he's German, so he's, like, he's very much that, like, uh... That cool, considerate, kind of like Nazi esque villain. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, you you have that kind of like this was my plan the entire time. You know, like very very much like that. I mean, he's not a great villain by any stretch of the imagination. But as we learned in this movie, every hero is their own worst villain. So there you go. Um. So you're talking about kind of the movies that that the kind of movie this is um a friend of mine actually went to that q a that they did um the russo brothers did it, it, there were some articles written about it last week i think it was um last friday or the, the the weekend before the movie um and actually some of the movies that they um saw as inspiration one of them which i don't know that i really get out of the movie having seen it once is fargo <laughs> but the other one is seven and i think that they were you can if I sort of thought about it and I was like, okay, like obviously it's not explicitly that, but I think that idea about like 
the twist at the end and the thriller of like who is the bad guy really and the yeah. different the shifting alliances and I think that's maybe what they were going for and what, like let, let's talk about that let's talk about that twist at the end where it turns out that uh, that Bucky killed Tony Stark's parents yeah who, and but, Cap says that he knew and I'm trying that's to place, where that's the exact problem I had I'm with trying that. to place how and where I must I felt like I just figured I forgot it's just like no. the other thing where no, I just they, didn't remember the movie. That's part of the thing that rang hollow. For, one of the one of the main things that rang hollow for me was, and it was. I think he's like I. He's like I suspected. She's <laughs> <laughs> like, why? <laughs> well, the um, you know, at the beginning when they do the young Robert Downey Jr. scene, you know, less than zero Robert Downey Jr. talking to his parents, <laughs> right? Um, why can't I remember the the woman's name who plays his mom? She's she's a very good actress, and I can't think of her name right I now. Don't know. Um, but of course, Return of John Slattery as uh, old Tony Stark, who I always love in movies, as I love in these movies. Um, she, um, that's where we learn that Tony had has had real difficulty with the problem of his parents' death. This is the first oh, Hope time. Davis. Hope Davis. Hope Davis. I knew Sorry. that. I had to get that out for you. Um, that's where we learn for the first time that he's having trouble with this, and that's part of like the, that's one of the bigger problems I have with this movie is that something is so central to the plot as him having difficulties with the death of his parents that can't be used as that major crutch when it's just introduced in this movie. Like I, we know he had problems with his father. They kind of went over that in Iron Man two. And I think if they had done a little bit more with the problem with the death of his parents, like in previous Iron Man movies, it may have helped a little bit, but I, I kind of was like, wow, this is really rushed. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Tony's I... dealing with a lot of stuff in this movie. I mean, like, the death of... like, mm-hmm. I mean, he's dealing with the breakup with, with, Pepper, with Pepper. He's dealing with all of his... Every problem that he's ever created <laughs> in this. Uh, yes. I think they could have done a better job over the course of the movies. I agree. Of setting all of that up to where this was his... That was his breaking point, was seeing that video and finally having a an outlet, outlet yeah. and having something to blame other than himself for a change. That's what we call a breakthrough, Kevin. <laughs> and I'm and I'm I'm mostly okay with how they did that because if as long as you treat this as kind of a a standalone chapter in this larger yeah. story that is the MCU, um then it's it works to be like this will be the chapter where he deals with this thing that maybe yeah. wasn't explicitly set up in earlier chapters. I mean, because like Iron Man three is all about him dealing with the PTSD from the original uh, Avengers from the first Avengers yes. movie. So it's like he already kind of like has his breakthrough with that. And now if someone got this new problem that he's dealing with, yeah, it's kind of it's for a movie that kind of builds on the fact that this is it. This should have been Avengers two. Avengers 2 was garbage in comparison to this movie. <laughs> yes. Um, that, you know, all of a sudden it's like this new this new problem that he's coming out with. And it's kind of like, ah, we already kind of resolved yeah. this. If, if this was like the end game of like a long plan that they had with the Captain America movies at least, or, and the Iron Man, this is like a culmination movie. Kind of, an Empire Strikes Back, if you will. A uh, uh, an, uh, Goblet of Fire moment. <laughs> Getting a little confused with the franchise numbering now. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry, but it's it's like it's it's the low point. It's the nadir of this movie. Like this is where our heroes are are done. They're they're broken. Right. Um. They could have planned that a little bit better. 
I just I feel like I when it sounds like they didn't necessarily have a big well, and yeah plan, that's what we were talking you, about with the yeah. production notes they they weren't planning on this being what it was and they kind of like well okay we'll just make Bucky responsible for the death of his parents <laughs> yeah and it's and that was the problem I had was that Cap was like like when Iron Man turned to him and was like did you know and like Cap was like yeah I'm like when when did they did they have like a discussion he's like you know uh, when they're in the plane flying to there he's like you know uh killed tony's parents <laughs> what <laughs> Take I, what now I, 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 just flying it's just like hey you uh you know uh i met uh howard uh, stark howard stark did you ever did you ever meet howard stark and he's just like uh <clears throat> no <laughs> what are you uh why are you being evasive there with the answer it's a simple question <laughs> it's like uh no, i didn't know howard stark that scene might have been yeah. uh <laughs> maybe necessary, but maybe a little. I don't know. Yeah, and Cap's like, why? Why are you keep avoiding the questions? I killed him. Okay, I killed him, and I killed his wife. <laughs> we stole the blue. I just stole the Powerade. <laughs> it's like, whoa, whoa, whoa! I wasn't wasn't asking all of that right there. And uh, <laughs> I just asked if you met the guy. <laughs> yeah, that that part felt a little like I. Even if Cap had said like I had no idea till right now, Tony. But I mean, he. If Cap had said like I had no idea, but it wasn't him. It was the programming. He. He didn't know what he was doing. I felt. I think that might have maybe right. rang I, a little more true. Well, I think they needed. Yes, I think the reason they went with that is now that's a thing where it's like I should have. And he says that in the letter at the end. I I kept this secret from you that he apparently had. Yeah, he kept it from all of us, I guess. Um, unless we're just forgetting some key scene of one of the earlier movies, which is, I guess it's possible. I don't There's think so, because we didn't even know that he had killed his parents till this movie. That was the big reveal at the end of the movie. Yeah, that's true. So, I mean, there was no that's way true. he would have he would have known. So, yeah, it doesn't really it doesn't really make sense. No, I mean, it, it makes well, that that part. Doesn't I mean, make it sense. makes it right. Yeah. It, it, it makes sense in the context, context of, the of the movie. movie. It doesn't make sense that Cap knew. Yes. That's the part that we I that I think me and you have issues mm-hmm. with. Um, one other thing that kind of, like, we kind of hinted at earlier was Black Widow in this movie. Like, her siding with Tony seemed really weird. It it didn't feel like, like, he, like, that's the one, like, that's the one thing that I kind of felt like Clint should have went with Tony and Natasha should have been on Cap's side. Like, I, yeah, I, I, I like the idea of a character being on the fence and she's a good one to do that with. I guess, but, yeah. For her to initially side so strongly with Tony, I thought was odd. Yeah, um, I think the person I'm who glad released that... all of the government files onto the interwebs. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad we're going to trust the government. I'm glad that she ultimately was the one who who kind of helped them both out in yeah. in a way. But yeah. It, it, it seemed odd at first. I didn't yeah. know where they were going with that. Yeah, I thought originally she was going to be like like a turncoat. Like she was just on his side so that when the time came, she'd be able to switch sides and help well, out. Well, that's how Tony took it. He yeah. called her a double agent. And yeah. Triple agent. Whatever. Triple agent. <laughs> I don't know. It, yeah, it was, it was, uh, it was a little, it was a little weird. And, you know, why did they bring Hawkeye back? <laughs> why? Because they need to have even team shirts versus skins. Yeah, I guess. Well, we can't play five on four. We got to bring Hawkeye over here. And they're like, oh, Hawkeye. I hate but playing with Hawkeye. But we didn't kill we, we, we didn't kill him in the last movie. So we got to justify that, even though we yeah. could have easily had 
Quicksilver because he would have been on that side anyway because of his sister. Yeah, could have worked out so that I way. So I don't get it. Yeah. No, I. it's very bizarre, very strange. I still am on Team Hawkeye Should Have Died. <laughs> team Hawkeye Should Hashtag Hawkeye Should Have Died. <laughs> We're going to start that. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, and so that that was weird. I... It's not that it was bad with with Natasha. She was, she eventually redeems herself in the end, at least in the eyes of Captain America. Um, but at the same time, it's kind of like, well, you 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 were kind of a jerk to begin with. We could have avoided a lot of these problems, yeah. you know, on that end. So let's get to your favorite part of the movie, <laughs> the Spider Man. The Spider Man. Uh, you absolutely love Tom Holland's Spider-Man. I loved uh, little Spider-Man. He was so... Uh, he was funny. He was silly. He was jumping around. Um, he didn't necessarily belong in the movie, but I was glad he was there. Yeah. Uh, didn't really need to be there. Black Panther didn't really need to be there either, but again, glad he was there. Yeah. Uh, it worked. It was not egregious. The movie was overstuffed, but I never felt that it was off balance, and that helped. The yeah. sort of the... They were used... Well, they were not forced into situations where they didn't necessarily need to be. And well, it was just, he was just so, and it was also so funny having him be like, we may have actually talked about this offline before, but, or it was, it was between Paul Rudd and yeah. Tom Holland and like those guys being like, oh my God, oh my God, it's you. Like when he says yeah. like, you know, I got to. I, I got to make Mr. Stark happy. Yeah. Like, the fact that he would do that, and then Paul Rudd being like, oh, I'm a big fan, he looks at Scarlet yeah. Witch, and he's like, I know you, you're great too. Like, <laughs> doesn't know her name yet. <laughs> but he's just but like... But once again, I don't think that Paul Rudd actually signed on to be in this movie. I think that <laughs> they just, just kidnapped up. Paul Rudd and brought him out, and we're like... And he's like, ah, oh, ah, oh, you're Captain America! I love you, Captain America! <laughs> you guys aren't getting in my sequel for a while, so uh, I'm gonna need something to do here. Ant-Man and Wasp! <laughs> um, actually, in the original draft of the script, uh, both Hank Pym and uh, uh, Janet were going to be in it as well. They got cut. Ah, uh, yeah. Oh well. Michael Douglas showing up and it's like, "I'm going to be Ant Man this movie." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yikes. <laughs> exactly. Uh, I got you know. Mouse. So, what do you think of their their introduction? Did you, did you like those characters? Uh, I did. I really liked Black Panther uh, in the movie. I think. My my only problem with him is that, but I think it's a problem with the character, not the way it was written in the movie and not the actor, is that he's a little too, not magical Negro, that's not the right word, but the he's a little too, like, you know, in Africa the we have this proverb. yeah, wisdom kind of thing. I, I, I'll be curious to see how that works. You, I'm okay with him being... African, African. I, 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 I was like, is that, I mean, he's not running around with like a witch doctor mask on. Right. You know? I'm okay with him being like, you know, this is where I'm from, and this is, you know, he can be expressive about his culture. culture yeah. But it's it it felt odd in the movie, especially yeah. in the context of what it was. Um, I'll be interested to see him fleshed out in his standalone yeah, movie I, because I think that'll go a long way to really making that stuff resonate better. Yeah, I, I think so, too. I think it may have been a mistake to introduce him this early and give him such kind of a two-dimensional character, where his only motivation is revenge. I, but I liked him. I liked... I, I love the design of the suit. I, I love the way his character was portrayed. I kind of had some issues with the fact that the, the African accent kept flipping in and out a little bit throughout the movie. <laughs> there was a little bit of that, yeah. He, he, uh, sometimes, a little inconsistent. Yeah, a little inconsistent. I had a little problem with, you know, if, 
you know, to chuck. And he had it. like three lines of dialogue, yeah. so I'm not actually sure how he managed to <laughs> and, screw it up so much. And T'Chaka, of course, being James Earl Jones from, you know, coming to America, uh-huh. where he's like, welcome to my country! <laughs> you know, like, uh, yeah. Simi, bring, you know, the royal clean penis is clean. Yes. You know, like, that sort well, of thing. Well, I like the idea of him being like, what, like, what he says, like, we're ready to join the world stage. It's like, because they're from a fictional country. So yeah. it's like, we're ready to... You know, as if the country was just like a secret. Yeah, like it was always there, but it was a secret country. <laughs> well, I always kind of, I'm always kind of like, I, you know, I'm a bad comic book fan because I actually don't know where Marvel places the fictional country of Wakanda. Uh-huh. I kind of imagine, like in my head, I kind of like replace like either like Burundi or like like around that area. Uh-huh. Like that's where I think it is, or you know, maybe kind of like in the Cameroon area, Cameroonish Equatorial Guinea, somewhere around there. Yeah, that's where I kind of imagine it to be. Okay. But I, I I don't know because like I, it's fine. Africa I mean, is it's... a very large continent with many different cultures. <laughs> right. Well, and it's and it's you know. There's always, you know, Sarkovia is not yeah. real either. Well, it's not real anymore. We don't now. know if it's not real or not. Who knows what's in the former Yugoslavian Republic? That's true. I don't know who's checked. <laughs> uh, I also don't know who's Czech. Yeah, I was going to say, uh, like, did you mean, like, you know? Uh, no, that's uh, not what I meant. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's true. Anything could be going on in there. Mm. I mean, did you know Slovenia was a country? I did. Yeah. Just and North- Slovakia. Yeah. There's, they get their mail mixed they- up all the time. They have to exchange it at the UN. <laughs> Contour magazines. It's like Butros Butros Gali is like Slovenia, Slovakia, Slovakia, Slovenia. <laughs> what is this a Letterman bit? Um, <laughs> wow. <laughs> so the yeah, it's it's. I kind of felt that was, but I loved him and like I, I yeah. I was like I I was telling my wife like I was talking to my wife and she's like I really like that the Chadwick Boseman he was he was he was a dreamy guy he's yeah. you know, and he's like fifty years old. Well, yeah. he does not look it. Um, he has aged well, I guess. Spider-Man is always one of those characters I've never cared about in, in comic books. I know that's kind of sacrilegious to say, but Spider-Man's just kind of like, he's your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. He's sure. he's kind of a dweeb. He's, you know, it's like, I think he's just been so omnipresent in media with cartoons and movies that yeah. it's kind of like I never get excited when I see Spider-Man because I'm just like, we've already had five movies with Spider-Man. Yeah. Uh, in the last like 10 years i think the direction they yeah i think the well 16 the direction they took with him in this movie was great because they made him very much younger i mean toby mcguire played it and he was 35 at the time right and he's still a little old for it but he's he's like 19 right i think he might be in his 20s but he's i no, i think he's much more believable because he's he's kind of a small guy i think he's i think he's 19 because the other guy who was up for the part was 17 and there was going to be issues with having him on set because you know underage actors you have to oh okay so i think that was part of it Um, it. okay so i think he is on like the the slightly higher end of that i think he's like 19 years old um he's british of course because you know whatever um i think the weirdest casting though is marissa tomei as aunt may I yeah. I feel really awkward being attracted to Aunt May. They went younger, which I I think will be. Well, I mean, she's in her fifties. Yeah, but she's and not. If he's only like eighteen. Like, it's not like his great Aunt May. It's just Aunt May. You know, yeah. my his, his mom's sister or whatever. I guess. Yeah, but... I mean, like my aunts were only like twenty years older than me. So I mean, yeah. like, if he's like, let's say he's sixteen. Like in reality, she should be like thirty six. If yeah. he's like his aunt. And, like, that's yeah. my age. Well, so. she's, yeah, well, I mean... And she's in her 50s, so... Yeah. But she just, yeah, she looks... 
younger and well, it's Marissa yeah, Tomei. She's right. she's one of the most attractive like I I shouldn't say attractive like actresses, but I mean like if you're gonna go with an older actress who's attractive, she's we're on the, that list. We're of the generation where where yeah. she she uh, you know my she means a little something to us. Yeah, you know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. She's an Academy Award winner. She beat she beat Vanessa Redgrave. That's very true. <laughs> so there you go for a movie with Joe Pesci. <laughs> so I want to talk about one more thing, and it's not the uh, the 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 Bucky Steve uh, bromance, which I do think is handled fairly well. I think it's fun to watch. Um, it's that old 1950s kind of like male romance. Yeah, you know, like yeah, the, like they could never express it, but it's there. Right. Yeah. yeah absolutely. Um, not in a not in a gay way. Just in a in a. Yeah. In a in a in an almost gay way, let's call it. By the way, I uh, just to, before I forget it, I kind of wanted at the end where it's like Tony Stark was like, "He killed my mom," and I wanted Bucky to be like, "You killed my mom," you know? And then, like <laughs> then they'd hug it out, and then they they'd fight Doomsday. Uh, <laughs> they fight a weird frog thing. <laughs> they, they fight a poop man. <laughs> fight a big poop man. Um, but the thing I wanted to talk about that I thought was interesting and another. Not quite a negative about the movie, but something that I I guess is mildly disappointing is for all of the talk about how we're going to do, we need to sign the list because, or we need to sign the accords because it's in the best interest of everyone on the planet, or we can't sign it because we have to be there to protect everyone on the planet. Pretty much everything everyone does in this movie is motivated completely by their own self-interest. Yeah. You know, Steve's like... Yeah, I know. You should probably go arrest Bucky because he's done a lot of bad things. But he's my friend, and I am gonna go and help him out in, and and basically totally derail everything that I'm working for well, over here because I, this is more important to I me. I think over here. more than that. I think the, the initial reason why he went after Bucky was because they were not going to arrest. Well, they were going to kill him. They were going to yeah, kill yeah, him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess. I guess that's that's a fair point. Yeah. Um. You know, and Stark's whole thing is like, yeah, but it's until it's like very personal to him of like you did this it's like okay i'm gonna do this so it's i mean i get that that's sort of the impetus that that's sort of what kicks all of this in motion or those sort of moments but it's watching a lot of people be very <laughs> selfish i guess yeah i mean like and like vision even vision acts selfish i mean like when yeah. scarlet which is and very you know, selfish if, robot if you're not we've talked about this and we talked about this in avengers 2 is that Vision? Vision and Scarlet Witch in the comics has a ro- have a romance, oh. and so like you see the blossoming of it in this movie, sure. and it, it it works. I mean, it's it's fairly believable. It's a good little subplot. It I, is. I was okay with it. And when she gets hurt in the airport, you know, and he rages out and shoots that laser beam out of his head, and you know, knocks out War Machine. Yeah. Um. You know that that's based on his his anger you know he, yeah. he's showing emotion there and it's it, it's it's all very you know motivated the only person who's not acting out of self-interest is is ant-man he's yeah. just he's just there ant-man's just happy to be on screen <laughs> he, he's just like you know what i'm on screen with these guys who had movies that did really well this is awesome <laughs> no ant-man did fine <laughs> did better than hulk um <laughs> Thor wasn't there. Thank God. Ah, so oh, we should talk about one more thing. I said that was the last thing, but because Thor wasn't there, here was my whole thing with the, these accords. Yeah. Okay. You want Captain America to sign it because he has actual superpowers and, and he's, super strength. Well, and he's right? he's also yeah yeah, yeah. and he's one of okay. the leaders. Yeah. Iron Man. Eh, I mean, he's got the power it's of the money. Suit. 
But yes, he's very rich. You could take away his suit, he'd just probably build another suit. Exactly. Like, he is this endless income from wherever. Um, you probably want Hulk there because, you know, to sign it. But what are you going to do if he breaks that law? He turns into Hulk. You can't yeah. do anything. Thor's not there. He should probably sign it. But he's not from this dimension. Well, and what are you going to do with him? He's God. You yeah. can't move his weapon. No, no one can lift it. Well, and not well, only Vision that. Vision can. But, but like, they'd go. What are they going to play? What is Vision going to play? Keep away with it? Like, <laughs> well, the, Thor would be like, what's a governmental authority? <laughs> what are accords? They'd be like, well, it's these people who rule he, us. He just smashes the binder <laughs> with the hammer, yeah. and then it's just like, I'm going to drink now. I would like the idea of representative democracy explained to Thor. Well, you see, we have these people who we elect to to rule to, to, to rule us, and you're like, oh, like who elects them? The dirty people, <laughs> the people who are not gods. Yeah, it's like it's like well, you know, there are there are a president, or they're kind of like a king, but they, you know, we don't, you know, a king. He doesn't, you know, yeah. How did how did Odin become thing? Well, Odin smashed the frost giants. <laughs> what did your president do? It's like he said the least offensive <laughs> things. Yeah, and it, the, made the fewest mistakes. Over well, the last in two thousand sixteen, it might be he said the most offensive things, yeah. and that's why he was yeah. elected president. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. anyway, I just think it's yeah. funny that it's like, oh, thank goodness, you know. Black Widow's gonna sign it. Like, what are you? Who cares? What are you gonna do? Well, like, for, what well, is also, she gonna do? Vision, not human. Yeah. So it's like Vision's he, a robot. We don't he even just, know if he has rights under the Constitution. He, he's an off switch somewhere. Yeah. He's got to. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. He, right under the armpit. <laughs> probably. You know, Hawkeye. Uh, or should, not Hawkeye. Uh, I mean, I guess Hawkeye. But War Machine, Ant Man. They don't ask Ant Man to sign anything. But. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's funny. They never ask Ant-Man to sign anything, but then they put him in jail anyway well, yeah. for being on the wrong side. You know, Falcon even. It's just like Falcon was just like a dude, and then they gave him this thing from like a pilot program, and he's really good at flying around yeah. the thing, and he's got a little drone buddy. And, as you said, the only person with legitimate powers in this entire movie is Captain America. He's the, the only well, human. I, and, and, and Scarlet Witch. Right. The only human with legitimate powers. Yeah, and Scarlet Witch. Like, those are the two that it's just like, those are the ones you've got to really try to win over. Yeah. Like, everyone else is just like... Well, we got super-powered suits. They have the suits. You could just take away their suits, and they do. Yeah. A couple Sp- of times Spider-Man in the movie, they actually, this. like, give them a ticket. Spider-Man like, has powers, ticket. but it's like, yeah, he's, he's like 14. Like, his aunt would have to sign it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, he can't legally sign it. No, without, he can't at all. He needs parental permission. To and, sh- and Marissa Tomei. Marissa Tomei's not signing anything. <laughs> I'm not sure what voice that was. <laughs> it just needed to be loud. To be accurate, that's it. The two Utes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so anyway, that's yeah. I found the whole thing just a little silly, but I was like, all right, I'm going to go with it because they all seem so to be taking any, it any seriously. So any idiot who invents like a laser beam has to sign the Sokovia Accords is essentially what it is. Right. Yeah. I mean, where do we draw the line? So originally in the last podcast, I said we're going to do phase three movies are going to be, you know, the late 80s. The problem is, is that all of the characters show up in this movie. So we'd have no one left to cast in any of the other movies. Yeah, that's true. Um, So what 
I decided to do when we saw the movie and they put up the big letters in the big Wes Anderson font that would say like Bucharest. Yeah. Me and Kevin just started laughing. Yeah. Uncontrolled because we're like Wes, Wes Anderson, Anderson font. Yeah. And like all that would need to be playing in the background was like some like Beethoven's Ninth Symphony playing. It was like, dun dun dun, bum bum bum, bum bum. <laughs> you know, like, you know, like something like that. And it's like, you can't help but laugh when you see Wes Anderson font if you're a Wes Anderson fan. So we yeah. thought, why not do something we've been holding in our back pocket for a while? Wes Anderson's Civil War, Captain America's mm-hmm. Civil War. Which so, which I am uh, which I am calling currently uh, Wes Anderson's The Outstanding Life and Battles of the Captain of America. <laughs> That's my Wes Anderson title. Um, I couldn't come up with a better one. I actually came up with a Wes Anderson's Captain America, a very uncivil war. Oh, there yeah. you go. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, you know, we drew from all of Wes Anderson's movies. Wes Anderson, if you don't know, uh, very famous auteur, makes very whimsical movies. Whimsical. Whimsical with a capital W, and there's, I believe, a Z in there as well. <laughs> yeah, it's a uh, capital Z. <laughs> and a K. Good comedy K. <laughs> uh, so, you know, we drew from all of his movies. Uh, I'm sure there's going to be overlap in these. He has tends to have a stable of characters that he pulls right. from, stable mm-hmm. of character actors that he pulls players. from. Um, I kind of, I didn't go for any specific theme or anything like that, but let's just start it off. Kevin, who was Wes Anderson's Captain America? Uh, there's a couple that could, that could be good. Uh, I'm curious if you went with the same one I did. Uh, I went with Edward Norton. I went with Edward Norton as well. Uh, see, there from, you go. From, yeah, right uh, Moonrise, Moonrise Kingdom. And he's going to be in the upcoming movie that he's doing. Uh, I believe it's going to be another stop motion one about dogs. <sighs> I know. Uh, <laughs> I know. I like Wes Anderson too. Moon- I think that actually came from a Wes Anderson uh, plot generator. <laughs> um, yeah, it's the um, Moonrise Kingdom, not my favorite one of his movies, but I couldn't see anyone. And this would be Ed Norton's second appearance in the Marvel Universe. I know, yeah. Also mm-hmm. after playing the Hulk. Um, okay, let's go with your Iron Man. Who's your Tony Stark? My Iron Man, I went with one who uh, maybe is a little older, maybe been around the block. You but went with the same person I went with. Still has some entertainment left in him. I went with Fantastic Mr. Fox. Fox's George, George Clooney. Clooney. Yeah, that's Damn. exactly who I went with, too. We really, we probably should have compared notes so that there would be. I know, but you know what's we fine? We change them here and there. Um, it's, it's, George Clooney as Iron Man is just like, if these movies had started a little earlier, then that would have been. I mean, it, not that I don't want robert downey jr or anything i mean that's the the one of the greatest comeback stories yeah but uh i you could see it it would yeah. be great um okay let's go with who was your natasha romanoff aka the black widow uh you know there i are, think this one we're gonna be different there so. aren't that many um actresses who could probably play the character um but fortunately grand budapest hotel has a couple to choose from okay, and we did i went with good. Um, Tilda Swinton. <laughs> I, I wanted to. I wanted her in this, and I just never got a place for her, sadly. Um, uh, I went with Leia Seydoux. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who was great. Also in, and uh, can do an accent. Also in Inglorious Bastards. Yes. Um, I went with an older Black Widow. Um, I went with Angelica Houston. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. I, I thought that, A, she could pull off a Russian accent far better than Scarlett Johansson could. Mm-hmm. And um, it kind of goes with the idea that a lot of the cat, like... My Iron Man is going to be older, you know, like she's someone who probably actually saw the Cold War. Sure. <laughs> as yeah. opposed to Scarlett Johansson, who is younger than I am. Uh, yeah. Barely. Yeah. Uh, okay. So that's good. That's good. Um, and this also leads up to who plays your Hawkeye? <laughs> uh, my Hawkeye is, of course, 
Hey, wow, I'm going to shoot some arrows. I thought you were going to go with Owen Wilson Ooh, on that wow. one. <laughs> oh, yeah, let's get some arrows. This is a good idea. <laughs> um, yeah. It, it, it's, so my Owen Wilson, oh, yes. Yeah. Um, from everything. From, from every, every movie. Um, I went with, to compliment my older Angelica Houston as Black Widow, I went with my Hawkeye being Bill Murray. Yeah, did you? I Because I, I know Bill Murray's going to show up later on your list anyway. Um, I just wanted him to show up. Like, like you know, Hawkeye shows up in the movie. He's like, hey, guys, I'm Hawkeye. Yeah. I wanted Bill Murray to do that Space Jam thing where he's like, all right, guys, I'm here. Let's do this. <laughs> you know, like, I have arrows. You have, <laughs> you know, lasers. That's cool. Uh, <laughs> but I, I wanted him to be like, did, did you call Hawkeye? I didn't, I didn't call Hawkeye. How do you know to show up? It's like... You know, it's like, yeah. that's what I want. I wanted that Bill Murray he's in basketball shorts where he shows for some up reason. And he's like, he's just sitting in the back shooting arrows. He's like, I'm not going up there. I'm not running. That's nuts. <laughs> he's shooting him at just nothing. <laughs> just at the wall and stuff. <laughs> he's sitting with his feet up and just a hat over his eyes and a beard. It's here's like, you guys got this? Here's one that I'll, I'll put a I'll put a 50-50 chance that we got the same one on this one. Who's that? Uh, your Bucky Barnes, a.k.a. the Winter Soldier. My Bucky Barnes, another token Wes Anderson player. Jason, Jason Schwartzman. Schwartzman. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> with the long hair. Yeah. Yep, I didn't do it. <laughs> Did you do it, Bucky? <laughs> I didn't do it. I swear, I didn't do kid. it. <laughs> Did you kill those people? Wait, which people? <laughs> See this movie writes the, itself. The king of uh, the king of Wakanda. King of Wakanda. King of. No, no, I did not kill him. Tony Stark's parents. Yeah, yeah. Them I killed. <laughs> yeah. um, Do you think he'll be mad? <laughs> um, speaking of uh, the king of Wakanda, uh, who did you put as your T'Challa, Black Panther? Now, of course, this is problematic because... Wes Anderson only has, like, two black people in all of his movies. Yeah, so it was either going to be Danny Glover, um, which could have been funny, but, of course, he would be a better king of Wakanda. Yeah. Um, I went with... We're going to we're gonna play a little Portuguese, maybe. A little yeah. Portuguese Bowie with Seo George. Seo Jorge, it's probably he is. May I think we've had that conversation on this podcast yeah. before. He may show up in some of my movies, in another cast run. Okay, um, fair enough. For my T'Challa, I actually, I pulled an audible. I pulled someone who wasn't actually in a Wes Anderson movie, but probably could show up in a Wes Anderson movie okay. if, if need be. Allow it. Um, I went with uh, Digimon Hotunzu. Um, he's actually in Guardians of the Galaxy. He plays the the really tall guy. Uh, the, the, mm. the, 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 the black alien guy who attacks Star-Lord at the beginning. And they have the big fight scene at the end. Uh, <laughs> it's fine. Okay. Um, so... so uh, speaking of African-American char- characters, let's go with your Sam Wilson Falcon. So my Falcon, um, actually, you know what? Yeah. So my Falcon, um, because of a dearth of black actors and because Falcon doesn't necessarily need to be black um, in these movies, um, I actually went with, and I am going to absolutely butcher his name. Um, I, his name is Weris. Alualia. Yeah. He is the Indian actor who you see in a lot of his movies. He's oh, he was in on Darjeeling Limited. He's a snake, Limited. right? Yes. Okay, yeah, yeah, in, yeah. Uh, Life Aquatic. Life, yeah. He was booted from an airplane recently in real life <laughs> for super racist reasons. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah, so he's a great actor. I figured that would be really interesting. That would be really kind of fun to see. Why not? And that was something that with, with this movie I thought was interesting is there was a lot of... African-American characters in the movie 
or African characters in the movie. But like there was like surprisingly they were either black or white. Yeah, like, there was no like Hispanic. Nothing else. Nothing no else. other people yeah. of color. So I thought let's yeah. let's at least do let's at least have the actor be non-white, yeah. even if I can't make them black. I went with my my uh, my my Falcon is actually Seu George. Uh, I, that's what I went with. Fair enough. It, he it was going to be one or the other probably. Yeah. Um. So let's go with our similar one for uh War Machine. Oh, uh, say at the same time. No, I do not have yours. It's nope. not Danny Glover. Oh, it's not Danny. I want Danny Glover just because it's like if you're going to have an older yeah. Iron Man, you well, might as well have Danny Glover. That makes sense. Um, War Machine is getting too old for this stuff. stuff. Um, I actually thought if I'm going to, so I didn't go with Danny Glover, okay. so I was out of black people. So I said, well, if I'm going to change the race, I'm also going to go ahead and change the gender. Let's screw it up. So I went with uh, Amara Karan, oh. who is also in Darjeeling Limited. Yeah. Um, and she's done some, some sci-fi TV stuff now. I thought you were going to say Angelica now. Houston. It's <laughs> like, that'd be amazing. No, because I'm changing the race still to, to be non-white, but changing from African-American to Indian. Yeah. Um, so there we go. Um, that, yeah, I didn't pick Danny Glover. <laughs> I, I did I not pick Danny Glover. I did not. No. Okay. Um, let's keep it going. Uh, who was your uh, vision? My uh, no, uh, we I, don't have them at the same time because my vision is where Bill Murray shows up. Oh, I just wanted. Nice. I just thought for the humor of it to just have, I, and he'd go for it. He'd be like, "Yeah, I'll wear the red makeup. Why not?" And, but it but it would be like half assed. It just <laughs> wouldn't really be on all the way. His hair would be sticking out. But he'd just be kind of floating around, wearing just people clothes, just like... He would smash through walls. He wouldn't actually face through them. He'd just, like, kind of, like, walk I can. through. <laughs> just like, this is made of paper. I can, but who is time for that? <laughs> um, so my Bill, Bill Murray vision is the main reason I want this movie to exist. Yeah. Well, actually, my vision is part of the reason why I want this movie to exist, and it's Jeff Goldblum. Ah, yeah. Jeff Goldblum was that meant works. to play the vision. Yeah. You know, just... Uh, Steve, you came to rescue me? I fold. <laughs> That's your favorite scene in that movie. Favorite scene in all of Wes Anderson's movie. <laughs> he gets shot. Uh, but yeah, it's just like this tall, lanky guy who's constantly hitting on women. Yes, that's Jeff Goldblum. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Um, you can't go outside. <laughs> you have to stay here and... Uh, we'll watch a movie. Uh, yeah. <laughs> have you yeah. seen the the remake of The Fly? <laughs> <laughs> um okay so we got a couple more to go we uh, uh um who's your ant-man this one i like to think that we can say at the same time ben, ben stiller, stiller. Yeah. yeah i actually originally had goldblum here he doesn't actually have to shrink he could just stay ben stiller sized <laughs> crouch down yeah just, and then no, he's not even crushed out. He's just tiny Ben Stiller. Guys, I got really big. <laughs> I think he's the same size. He looks exactly the same, same size. size. I don't think he changed anything at all. It's <laughs> in the background. He's just going slower. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. It's a Ben Stiller show sketch waiting to happen. <laughs> that really is a Ben Stiller show sketch. Guys, um, I shrunk down now. I'm who, telling you, I don't think he's changing size. Who did? Uh, who's your Scarlet Witch? Uh, my Scarlet Witch, the other key actress from the Grand Budapest Hotel, oh. Saoirse Ronan. Nice. Yeah. I went with uh, another Marvel Universe standard, Gwyneth Paltrow. 
Oh, sure. Okay. You know, from for Royal Tenenbaums. She would just be the Scarlet Witch and she'd smoke a lot. That's all it would be. <laughs> yeah, yes. she's from Yugoslavia. She, of yeah. course she smokes mm-hmm. on a regular basis. She writes plays. She writes plays. <laughs> and smokes. Um, okay, uh, getting down to it, did you have a Sharon Carter? I did not. Uh, I put Kate Blanchett. Cool. From Life Aquatic. Mm-hmm. I think that would work. Um, do you have a Spider-Man? Spider-Man. I do, um, and you pretty much have to go with the kid from Moonrise Kingdom, Jared Gilman. That's, that's a good pick. That's what I figured you'd p- pick for okay. it. So I went with uh, Tony Revo- Revolori, who played Zero in Grand Budapest. That's my cross-casting. Is, uh, yeah, yeah. I, would, I, would, I would absolutely like that. I think I added, I think I saw that and thought of that later, but I was like, nah, I'll just leave it as it is. And I, I don't think you put an Aunt May, did you? I did not. Uh, that's my Tilda Swinton. Oh, yeah, that would make sense. <laughs> that would work. I uh, like that. You Baron Zemo? Adrian Brody. Adrian Brody. I went yeah. with uh Ray Fines. Ray Fines, okay. Yeah. Uh, uh, or or Willem Dafoe. Willem Dafoe. Yeah, Willem Dafoe was my was, was He's just too scary. For, yeah, that's for, like, to I, play I a like, villain in a I like Adrian Brody in I mean they're both villains in the Grand Budapest Hotel, but you know, Willem Dafoe's more of the scary, he's the heavy, the scary yeah. hired man, the hired goon, but uh, Adrian Brody's the bad guy. He doesn't even have to be the heavy to be scary. He's just scary. He's scary when he's like, yeah, like the, the lead, the heroic lead of a movie. <laughs> um, and finally, uh, do you have a George, uh, uh, a Thunderbolt Ross? No. Uh, I decided to put, that's where my Gene Hackman would be. Oh, okay, sure. Yeah. I was like, who? I'm thinking like, who's left? Who's, who's really or, important and left? If you want to go old school and go to Rushmore, we could put in Brian Cox. Oh yeah, Brian Cox is that. Or you could bottle rocket get James Caan. Ooh yeah, yeah. either one. Jimmy Caan. Yeah, we gotta <laughs> sign this bleeping piece of paper. <laughs> oh wait, um, I I almost forgot. I I I actually because we've we went like really long on this because there's like a thousand there's characters. A thousand characters. We'll we'll, um, we'll speed up on the, the yeah. next one. So. I asked you to because uh, this is a Wes Anderson movie and oh, it yeah. has really really. Um, quirky music usually it's like 1960s yeah i mean he's been 60s, doing 70s. that he's been doing that but he's also been doing like it would be interesting because if he actually did this especially with the introduction of black panther it would be interesting if he did because this takes place all over the world i could see him doing a lot of different world, world music, music yeah and pulling a lot of like obscure things that you know i've never heard of or getting someone to to orchestrate the movie. Yeah, but if we're going classic Wes Anderson. Classic Wes Anderson, what he's sort what of we, known for. We, we're going to say, pick a deep pull. And uh, yes. Kevin, what's your deep pull? Uh, my deep pull is uh, from a band who I don't believe has actually been on any um, Wes Anderson soundtracks, but he's definitely pulled from this genre and era before. I went with from uh, the band Television's uh, 1977 album Marquee Moon, the song Guiding Light, which... Um, I won't sing, of course, or even read the lyrics, but the lyrics are interesting because there's a lot of, there's some stuff about, like, you know, keeping her sort of hidden, and there's a lot of little lines in the song that you could kind of pull and go, oh, yeah, okay, that has something to do with this movie. Nice. And actually, I never, I'd never heard television until you mentioned it to me, and I was like, oh, this is actually a pretty cool band. I might actually Mm -hmm. pick up that album if I, if I find it. Um, my little deep cut is off, uh, the, uh, album Electric Warrior by T-Rex from nice. their 1971 album. Um, it is the, the last song off their rip off. Oh, and it's, cool. it's, it's a pretty good little, like kind of 
get your booty shaking kind of like you did not like t-rex i love t-rex I don't know. You, you might be thinking of me someone else. I like T-Rex a lot. That's so weird because I texted you once like, um, did you, have you ever heard the song or do you ever just put on the song 20th Century Boy? And you were just like, no, nah, I don't like it. And I was like, oh, I thought I thought Joe liked T-Rex. I thought that's an odd one for you. I don't not remember to that. Like. So you might this might be someone else that you're confusing me with. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. I'm pretty sure you sent me Maybe. a Ren and Stimpy meme as the <laughs> response. So it must have been you. It could have been. Maybe I accidentally texted my boss. I've done that before. I once texted my boss about like what kind of wood I should buy. And, he, and I was like, oh, wait, sorry, wrong text. And he just laughed. <laughs> Now our top threes. Um, our top three. Uh, we'll, we'll go through this a little quicker because we had to yeah. <laughs> talk for an hour about all the, the casting in Wes Anderson movies. But what else could you do? But top three Civil War <laughs> movies. <laughs> movies about or set during. where The Civil War is central to Mentioned the in it. Um, <laughs> civil, man, isn't this war civil? <laughs> um, no, this war isn't very civil, if you ask me. All right, so uh, my number three is actually a pseudo-documentary. Um, it's not quite a documentary because it is fictional. It's uh, the movie CSA, The Confederate States of America. It's actually a 2004 mockumentary. Huh. Um, it's kind of this, it's a, it's a, kind of like a Ken Burns-ish description of the Civil War if the South had won. Okay. Um, it's very tongue-in-cheek. It's funny. They do like inter- commercials interspersed through it where there's these, like these um like really racist seeming products that they talk about you know and they you know they talk uh, slavery still exists you uh-huh. know all of this stuff and at the end of the documentary they go on and say like hey all of these products actually did exist oh. and you you feel bad that you that you're laughing at these products um it, it's it's very clever and it, it's a good stick at the the fact that we do live in a country where people still glorify the confederate states of america mm-hmm. not this they glorify the the civil war because you know it's part of our history it's something that you should talk about but these are people who like no the, the confederate I, flag is still on yeah. some of our flags and buildings i think only one like, but still it's yeah. at one of our state houses that's more than that's more than you should have yeah yeah okay what's your good. what's your number three uh my number three a movie we talked about a little bit when we were uh doing this list and putting it together i went with the uh movie i haven't actually seen in a while but i was watching some clips getting ready for it uh the 1989 movie glory that was my number two so okay so yeah. we can talk about it a little bit together it's a great movie um the one problem to kind of get out of the way is of course matthew broderick getting top billing um in this movie that's about black soldiers former i don't know if they're all former slaves or just mostly former slaves um being recruited and trained by the union army to fight um against the confederacy and um it's a great movie um one of those tearjerker kind of heartstring movies but it's so well done it's got such a great cast denzel andre brower cries andre brower is like the nerdy guy and it's like that's unheard of now. It's uh, yeah, it's true. No one would believe him as that character now. <laughs> it's kind of um, it, it's kind of cliche almost as like the great Civil War movie. It is, but it 
it deserves it. It, I it does. It's, I mean, that's that's the main thing. I, 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 you know, generally these are the kind of movies that would not make my list because even if I recognize that it's pretty good, it's just like, ugh, really? Yeah, that's the kind of how I. But yeah. God, it's so watchable, and everyone is so good in it. Denzel won Best Actor for it. Um, Broderick's always a little weird in every movie because he's got a terrible mustache in that movie he's a terrible mustache and he's always like you go get him guy like he just has that matthew but he's a real high voice this yeah. is coming from me yeah so you no, know you're it's... nasally you don't have a high voice <laughs> that's true there's I'm a, a difference nasally. um and carrie elwis is in the movie oh, yeah. with his american accent again so <laughs> you know doing his thing um morgan freeman yeah yeah can't can't go wrong there. No, no, it's 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 a it's a great movie. But this is my number two. So what's actually your number two? Uh, well, my number two is maybe a cheat. Uh, I don't know. We'll, we'll see how you feel about this. It's a movie that definitely set during the Civil War. This might be the same one as mine. My number one. Your number one could be the Good, the Bad, and the Ugly. Oh no, not oh okay. Yes, yeah, that is set. During the, it doesn't necessarily. I almost left it off my list because it doesn't necessarily have to be set during the Civil War, but it's the backdrop. It's the very distant backdrop of the movie. But I feel like it's one of those things where, like, you know that going in, and it does color the movie a bit, especially when it comes to um, the little bit of race relations that's done. Um, I actually didn't even remember that it was set during the Civil War. I don't. Nobody thinks of it as a Civil War movie. movie no, but um, I mean, it's it's so great. It's I mean, okay, what can you really say about it? My number one is kind of a cheat too. Okay, it's not actually. You don't see any Civil War, but a big part of the plot is the Civil War and what's going on. Um, my number one is the 2002 Oscar-nominated movie, not didn't win Best Picture, Gangs of New York. Really? Yeah. Interesting. You Scorsese. know, I saw that. That's interesting because I saw that come up when I was kind of looking at Civil War movies, and I was like, is that on here by mistake? I don't even remember. There's like, because that's... isn't it set like, I thought it was set like after. No, the entire second half of the movie takes place during the draft riots and when they're shelling the city. Right. Oh yeah, jeez. Okay, all, I, I completely scene, forgot about there's that. There's that scene where all the Irishmen are getting off the boat and they're handing them a uniform and a gun, saying right. like, "You're going to go fight. You're going to go fight." Right. Um. And of course, it's Scorsese. Yeah. It's, it's a movie not a lot of people love, but I always vigorously be, defend. It's because it, it's the terrible subplot with uh with Carmen with Cameron Diaz, Diaz, Cameron Diaz where he Cameron got Diaz, where yeah. he got basically muscled into that. They wouldn't release the movie if he didn't include that. Yeah. And so he made her as unlikable as possible. Yeah. And she is very unlikable in that movie. <laughs> um, and of course you got, you know, uh, um, what, what what's his face? Uh, Leo? Uh, no. Well, Leo is the main character, but... Um, Dan- D-Day? Yeah. Daniel Day-Lewis as Bill the Bill Butcher. Butcher. One of the greatest characters of all time. Came up on my list of the all-time the great, great villains. villains. Yeah. yeah. Liam Neeson's in it, you know, playing the Irishman. Oh, you're gonna welcome to America, where all the streets are paved gold. Yeah, <laughs> uh, you know, it's John C. Riley back in like back when John C. Riley was for some odd reason was in like four Oscar nominated movies that year. Yeah, and Brandon Gleason, Brandon Gleason, yeah, in the movie. Yeah. yeah, it's it's a fantastic period piece movie. Um, that. If you take Carmen, they they she need they need to do a Cameron Diaz list cut of that movie, a director's cut where yeah, none of that happens and it's just about that mentor relationship, that twisted mentor relationship. I guess they kind of did that uh, in The Departed 
Uh, <laughs> he kind of got to do that, that that creepy relationship he gets to have, not when to, he has it with Jack Nicholson instead. Not, not to, um, uh, the, to belabor this, but we talked before about how The Departed does not age well. I like that movie. I've decided to stop watching it because I like it less, less every less. time I see it. I watched it again. I still enjoy it, mm-hmm. but man, Jack Nicholson is bad in that movie. He's he's a little crazy. He just does... He just, he's out of his mind through out most of, his, of it. He has to be. He has to be. So much on drugs. I don't think he knew what movie he was making half no. the time. Um, so what's your number one? Joe, would you like to guess what my number one Civil War movie is? Me, mine. Do you want to go ahead and guess? I'll is give you a hint. It, it's not Birth of a Nation. I was going to say, that was like my number one. I've actually never seen Birth of a Nation. It's one of those, like, I've got to sit down and watch the three-hour movie from 1915 with the, all the racism in it. Which, <laughs> that, that contains all the racism. All of the racism of, of the early 1900s. Also called Lenny Riefenstahl, the prequel. Um, I'm going to say it is Cold Mountain. Uh, it's not actually, okay. but that is a good movie. That's probably that would be in the top five. Mine is the Buster Keaton, nineteen twenty six. Oh, the really? General, really nice. That's so a- good, even though it is he's a southern. Uh, I don't. He is a general, obviously. He's the, the but the general is the train, isn't it? Yeah, I think the, yeah, that's yeah. the name of the, the train. train. Yeah, but I think he's also the general, and he's trying to get supplies. And that's to the one, north. That's the one where he's laying the tracks down as he, the train's going down. Exactly. Yeah. Laying the tracks down. Um, that is also notorious for... I think that's all. that might also be the movie where the house falls on him and he's standing up through the window. I think that's that one or that That might be... The only time I... That I've, might be Sherlock Jr. It's one of his like big ones. The but, only time I've ever really watched Buster Keaton movies is like... like I, I'll watch like four or five of them at a time because they're, they're kind of short. I mean, they're like... 40 minutes long yeah. at best. So, like, yeah. they'll be, like, on, and, like, I never can tell which one is which. But I no, like, you, you tell the, me the scene, I'm like, oh, yeah, I see the that The general, the key thing about... It's not the, like there's any dialogue. The, wait, well, exactly. The key scene <laughs> in the general is um, when the train goes off the bridge yeah. and explodes, and that was a real train <laughs> going off a real bridge, and they had one shot. And it was like, we have to get this, because if we don't... We don't have a second train that we can crash. Uh, and that's kind of one of the great special effects, like the classic special effects, because it's, it's a even, real train. It's not even a special effect. That's it's an effect that is special, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I suppose. But no, it's not special effect in the sense of it's digital or it's, you know, faked. It's literally he 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 dropped a train into a river yeah. and filmed it and it works. That train's still there to this day. Movie. So if you are the kind of person who can watch a silent movie uh, and get down with it and 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 get down with Buster Keaton, that's as good a place to start as any. As, with Sherlock have, Jr. is also amazing. With having the Civil War. having a, a four year old, I can tell you. Four, three and four year olds really respond well to silent films yeah. because. It's all physical comedy. Well, yeah. those those old those physical comedy like the comedies, Buster really? Keaton, Charlie Chaplin, those type of things. You're not right. No, you're you're not you're not showing her. You know the the cabinet of Doctor Caligari, <laughs> Nosferatu. <laughs> right. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not I'm not showing her any of no. those. No, 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 the cabinet of Doctor Caligari. <laughs>
All right, so uh, Captain America, Civil War. I like this movie. I recently um, redid for like the third or fourth time my ranking of the MCU. And uh, as of right now, I have my star ratings on Letterboxd no longer make any sense whatsoever. Um, There's a lot of wiggle room between a three and a half star and a four star movie, as it turns out. Um, That's why I hate the four star system. Well, even if you, yeah, I suppose. Um, I have this movie currently sitting at number, I think I know, but I want to double check, um, sitting at number four. Um, I give it a B plus. I like it. Yeah. Um, I, I agree. I think it, it probably is around four, three, it's, it's hedging up there. I think it's cause I'm too close to the movie. For yeah, me to like hard really to, appreciate it. I only I waited a couple days, but even so, I'll probably shuffle again at some point. I'm gonna try to see if I can find a bootleg of it on the west side, so that way I can watch it again. <laughs> there you go. Uh, no, I think a B plus is, is is a really good grade for it. I give it an A minus. Mm-hmm. Um, I could see that. I guess I just didn't fall. I, I just didn't really fawn over it, only because there were some. There were some flaws, but mostly they were negligible, but I didn't get as super excited about the movie as I That's... did about like the first Avengers or um, even Guardians of the Galaxy, which I actually rank this ahead of Guardians of the, Guardians of the Galaxy now, okay. so that's why my grades no longer make sense. I think that part of my, I like, when I say A-, like this is an excellent movie. It's Oh yeah, it's, very good. But what kept it from higher for me is that there was no, there wasn't enough spectacle in it. Like the big, ba- the big fight scene with all the superheroes oh, in it. Oh, see, that's that's awesome. But at the same time, it's like the rest of the movie is very small. See, that's actually why I give it a high grade as well because there wasn't a big spectacle. Um, the the fight centerpiece was great with everyone oh, oh, fighting. I don't, I don't mean like that was good, but like. I love that this movie didn't end with an apocalypse. Oh, no, no. No cities exploded in this movie. And I don't... it shows that you can do that Yeah, and and have an enjoyable, engaging movie that makes a, almost a billion dollars. I don't, I don't mean spectacle as in, like, a set piece or something like that. Like, I love the, the fight scene between all the heroes, even though... But, but it was like, it was there was no um, consequences to that. They weren't going to kill anyone. The worst that right. happened was Rhodey got shot out of the sky. Like, Iron Man was not going to tear the head off of Scarlet Witch in the movie. Right, right. Um, what I'm talking about a spectacle is there was nothing that, like, G- Guardians of the Galaxy is a good example of, like, when I'm watching that movie, I'm like, wow, that's really cool. Yeah. There was nothing in this movie where I was like, wow, that's really cool. You know, there was none of that stuff. Like, yeah, one it was of the things, just a good time. Yeah. One of the things I noticed about the Russo brothers is they don't like to pan out. They don't like to use the environment. Like, they're... This entire movie for well, once again there was no environment. It was again, all digital. But another movie, another Captain America movie that does that takes place completely outside of America, except for Cleveland. Sure. Um, like I, I like there's some beautiful vistas that you could have used and you could have shown, like them being in the, in Russia in that okay. Siberian ice field. Pan out, show show the the I could see the that. snow field. You know, use some wide shots on there. That's something that the uh, the James Bond movies have been doing really well. Yeah. Um, the, the last couples, the Mendez ones yeah. in particular. I, I kind of feel like the cinematography of this movie was lacking. They This movie was not a pretty movie. And I think right. if it had gone a little prettier, it would have been great. And also the few plot points we brought up, especially the Captain America knowing that Bucky killed his parents was kind of like, eh, well, okay. Let's go in there. But that being said, this movie yeah. was... 
and all the things that I mentioned in it is like this movie was adult. I mean, adults is in it like it didn't treat us like idiots. It didn't treat the audience like idiots. Right. Um. It didn't slow down to the point where it's like, wait, what's what's going on? It was fun. The characters. Had it was paced really well for a two, well. two hour and forty minute movie. I never really felt, other than the theater we were in was a thousand degrees. But other than that, I was never like. <laughs> Uh, like shifting, like when is this going to be over? Like I was, I was engaged the yeah. whole time. Yeah, well, that's just because you're turning into your father. Oh, it's yeah. hot in this theater. It's hot. I gotta get. It's like at some point, I'm just like, I gotta stand up. <laughs> and everybody's just like, you can't. You have to sit down. I'm like, I gotta stand up. <laughs> oh. What do you want? It's gonna be two and a half hours long. And I'm just standing in the aisle but at some point, like a fire hazard. In comparison to like Batman v Superman, which I I hate to go that back hurts. to all the time. It's like you're just like. Okay, this I'm I'm with this ride. I'm not like, oh yeah. my god! I was ready for that to be over so, so early in yeah. the movie. <laughs> so, yeah, and it's and like, I was like I have three hours to go. And once again, this is another one of those Captain America movies where everything takes place in the span of like twenty four hours. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, it, it, it which is fun because it keeps it going. It keeps it. It's very spy based and everything. And I think that they could have if they would have ditched Emily Van Camp out of there, and you know. Yeah, you know, they needed someone for Captain Smooch, not even though we with. <laughs> wanted to smooch Bucky, and everybody would have been okay with that. I, yeah, no one would have said anything. And they'd have been like, man, this was scripted. <laughs> it's like, Captain America's gay? Yeah, he's gay. So what? <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. That's that's what I would have wanted in the movie theater. All right, then. Uh, go to PlanetArbitrary.com for your planet arbitrary, uh, all your Planet Arbitrary needs. You can follow me on Twitter at Planet Arbitrary. You can follow Kevin at... At White Says. Like the Facebook page, backslash comic book logic, um, where we post stuff about movies. We do. Sometimes. And Kevin usually goes, ugh. Uh, <laughs> That's like... A, <laughs> another one. Yeah, you can always tell when <laughs> I post it because it's just like, ugh. <laughs> Gratuitous eye rolling. And then when Joe posts something, it's just like... Some obscure, like, I wonder how they'll handle the exposition of the the Thundernauts and, you know, <laughs> something that no one has ever heard of. Yeah, pretty much. That's how you know who's posting. Um, and you could uh, also uh, listen to our sister podcast, uh, Game Classy Podcast, which is all about tabletop gaming, and Pat's Retro Video Game Review Podcast, a.k.a. Play On, where they talk about video games. The best way you can help out our podcast is to like, comment, and subscribe on iTunes. We're under Comic Book Logic. Um, you'll find us there. Give us a rating. Uh, you could say that we're awful as long as you give us that five-star rating. I don't care. <laughs> um, that's all that matters in the yes. world. Um, and you could also listen to us on the YouTubes if you want. Um, we're under the Game Classy Facebook page and the Game Classy uh, YouTube page. Um, we're there. We put it up there. It's just a picture of the podcast and uh, the audio. I don't know why some people listen to it. Sometimes it gets taken down because Kevin likes to use clips from songs that get the DMCA notice. That I get off YouTube, so <laughs> I don't know. That's confusing. <laughs> Um. So the next movie we're going to be doing is X Men Apocalypse. Ugh. Apocalyptic. All right. Um, Apocalyptic. Nice. <laughs> um, we're working. X Men Apocalypto. <laughs> Did Mel Gibson direct this one? It's just oh, him no. talking about the Jews the oh, entire time. No. Um, where Kevin will be like, "I like this movie about X Men." I'll be like, "I hate it because this is not the X Men." Yeah, these aren't my X Men, and I'm yeah. like, "I don't care." <laughs> Like, let's have- I do hear that this is very much Fastbender's movie, so I'm very excited to, yeah. see, to see all You're of that. Like it's Lou Davies. I love Although him. reviews so far, early, early reviews uh, are generally meh. 
Yeah. So we'll see how this actually shakes out. Um, yeah. I, I Here's my preview. Here's my preview. Wow, the first half of this movie is amazing. Wow, the last 20 minutes are an <laughs> awful, awful special effects-driven nonsense factory. <laughs> Spoilers. Spoilers! So until next time, Kevin. Spider-Man will return in Homecoming Dance. <laughs> dun, 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 that is dun, what I assume. Comic Blood. Logic.